Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. All right. brand name. Like Pepsi, that's a brand name. I stand behind it. I guarantee it. They know that even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills. <laughs> what I'm talking about is when you chop my dough down, one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it Blue Magic, that is trademark infringement. You understand what I'm saying? guys and i am here it is your manic monday hostess with the moses d scott it is monday april 11 2016 so i'm all excited because i slept all day today i was like completely exhausted and so today's show is again it's my manic monday show i also do tell the truth tuesday and for several weeks i've been working myself six and seven hours straight like i just had somebody you know text me right now i was like oh can you come in and handle this for me and i'm like i can't i'm completely exhausted so I love money like the next girl. The difference is, is that I get my money. I'm self-made, not man-made. So this week um, I purchased my first home in this area for cash and starting a renovation project, which is like now my new love. And it's so funny because my mom, you know, she built the deck off, you know, the back of her house and she was very handy and crafty and I'm not really into that. I'm into more of the design, the aesthetic, as well as the cosmetic stuff, but also the financials. Um I'm very proud I've been working with Seth Piccarillo to pick this house to perpetuate the community development in my 716 hometown. And next week I finish the paperwork to open my small store in the local mall. And in two weeks it's the three-year anniversary of my mother's death. So I've been kind of shaky because my mom's birthday just passed, my grandma's death anniversary just passed. And like I said, like you can sit there and you may not remember dates, but your body will always remember what you felt. And so thank God for the Facebook time hop or else I would just be oblivious to people's birthdays and death dates and things like that. And so my entire family um, pretty much has been feeling it, you know, from my brothers to my sister especially. Um, I'm looking forward to taking her to, you know, talk to someone in a couple of weeks. Um, and then, you know, I've, I've been having baby panic attacks and unable to sleep sometimes for almost 36 hours. And, you know, I, I'm not sleeping. Like it's to the point where I'm, you know, just on autopilot. But in my mind, I'm like, I got to get this money. I got to, if I sleep or if I take a moment to myself, I'm going to miss something. I'm going to miss some money. And then I don't want to get in a situation where I go to get my house and then I can't because I need money or because this, that, and a third. So I would just rather work. So basically, um, my issue is that the store, the, you know, the show today is called Business as Usual um, because I find that, you know, I said this like 10, 15 years ago, long before, you know, I got married and everything and I'm divorced now. But I said, you know, once I get to this level in life, if this happens and I do it by myself, fuck everybody. Right. So then I would get to that level and then it'd be like, OK, well, if I get to this next level right in life, then it's like, fuck everybody. And then I get to that level and it's fuck everybody. And so I actually, I'm not a big Star Wars or Star Trek fan, but I do, as a writer, get 
um, the composite sketch of how, you know, the story goes. And so obviously you're seeing an antagonist, a protagonist, and all those things. And so I was watching Star Wars with my family yesterday, Saldane, you know, my stepdad, my son. And um, I love the Sith character who turns out to be Han Solo's son. And then you see the girl. And it's just, it's very stereotypical that, you know, he was telling her, you know, the girl doesn't know her power. And what a lot of people don't understand is that, you know, everybody went out and they grabbed that book, The Secret. And it's like, the secret is that you already had that power within you. I'm not saying that you can, you know, mentally move things with your mind on some, you know, carry type shit or some, you know, exorcist type shit. But I am saying that if there was a mountain in your mind, you can move it. You know, you just have to get it out of your way. So there's a funny part in um, Star Wars where she says you're going to undo these shackles. What she say? You're going to undo these shackles and you're going to leave the door wide open and put your, put your weapon down. And he's like, yeah, right, I'm not going to do it. And she looked at him and she says, you're going to undo these shackles and you're going to put this weapon down and you're going to leave the door wide open. And so he did. And that's how I look at, you know, life. You know, if you put it out there in the universe, that's why I try not to say too many bad things out in the universe. It's going to happen. It just, it's a matter of time. And that's why when you say negative things in the universe, it may not come back to you that day. It may not come back to you that month, but it's going to come back. So you can't foresee things like death and you can't foresee things and say, oh, when I die, I'm probably going to go this way. Uh -uh, uh -uh, I'm not even going to have that. So like I said, I've been having baby, uh, panic attacks and stuff and so I, I guess it's because in my mind if I work hard and I'll see the end result and I'll be pleased and then you get to see where your income went you get to see where your money went you know when we spend money on clothing and shit like that you never really get to see it I've had storage units in different states that housed furniture and clothing that I couldn't even tell you what was in there you know, um, and I also did, decided that instead of trying to fix broken men, it's easier for me to fix broken houses that need work. Because when you, uh, you know, a house offers security. And one of the number one things that I've said that I needed in any kind of business relationship, in any type of partnership, whether it was a friendship or whether it was a lover situation, is I need security. I need shelter. I need a place to be free and call home and express myself. And if a man can't offer me that right now, you know what I'm saying, then, then there's no use for you at all. And so if I fix a house, at least I gain equity. I can borrow against my house if I have to, to, to for me to be able to handle other business so I don't have to work so hard. And with a man, you can't even borrow time. Y'all motherfuckers don't even want to text people back. You're so inconsiderate and inconsistent. It's not just black men. It's, it's, it's a lot of men. So I think that instead of us as women spending countless hours stalking people on the internet, and you know, now I stock furniture and fixture sites for my house. I'm figuring out how to use repurposed wood to build a, a back, you know, oasis area in the back of my house I'm figuring out that for me to put a pool in the back of my urban oasis it's going to cost me 20 grand that money has to come from somewhere and it's not going to be you black man because you ain't got it you know what I'm saying and so I think that you know me renovating my mom's house currently is putting me in a position where, and, and these are things that I do out of love. These are things that I do because I appreciate the fact that my stepdad is able to help me, and I appreciate the fact that, you know, that was my mother's house and that there were certain things she wanted to get done that she couldn't get done, but we did retire her. We did make sure that, you know, she didn't have to go to work and everything was okay. And so me being able to help do some design and furnishing of that house and then turning around and then a month later doing my own house, it's a welcome distraction from reality and I almost forgot 
when you're in a place where you are saying, throw it out, tear that wall down, get rid of everything, I think that that's how I'm feeling in my personal life, and I'm ready to let things go and move forward. And so you either run with me or you run from me. Now, unless you piss me off, you can always get the business in that case. However, other than that, I'm just at a place where I've let a lot of shit go. Like, I'm not going to fight for your attention. I'm not going to fight for your love. I'm not going to fight for you to send me an email. I'm not going to fight for you to do anything. I'm not going to fight for me to spend my money in your store and you can't return emails. I'm not going to fight for you to, to, you know, to donate money to your cause and you can't return a phone call. This is the, the, I think that black people's number one, you know, problem is inconsistency. I can name five people right now that y'all see on television that these motherfuckers have not answered, you know, an email or any special request that I have from them to do work you know, to be paid for. And yet every time I turn around, they on the, on, on the Instagram or whatever, whatever, talking about they don't have money to do this or they got to make their money to do that. Focus, motherfucker. Maybe you should focus on when somebody calls you and asks you to do a teaching class, you know, do a cooking class for someone's son that you could have got paid, you know, whatever it was for 30 minutes or an hour of your time. That's more than what a lot of motherfuckers is trying to pay you. You understand what I'm saying? So just like, you know, we see, and I don't want to call anybody out because you never know when you have to do business with somebody. We see somebody whose boyfriend's getting ready to be, or husband's getting ready to be incarcerated. You know, I remember three years ago writing to her, asking her if she, you know, needed any, like, assistance or if she wanted me to intern under her or this, that, and the third. This is when I first started in my writing career professionally. Never got a response back. I remember people telling me, you know, that my brand was just a little bit too vulgar. And even though they were a grassroots company and they were just coming up that they couldn't sign me to manage me because they signed someone else that was a conflict of interest with me, right? So that was either a Bible thumper or a Jesus juice person or something like that. And that's fine because now that I move forward, I'm like, I didn't need them motherfuckers anyway. You understand what I'm saying? I do everything on my own. So it's, it's unfortunate that you guys sit there. And you talk about me and you talk about how I'm angry and I'm all these other things. Well, motherfucker, if you had to put your whole situation on your back, you would be angry too. Like Jay-Z say, you know, if you've been through what I've been through, you'd be in Paris getting fucked up too. So I don't, you know, I've taken a little bit of a break from the Internet. I still try to post. I've just posted something on my Instagram at miss.d.scott about reflections based on some shit that I've seen a black woman say about another black woman today. And we'll get to that, but... um. You know, because I just, I think it was ignorant. I think it was disrespectful. And I'm one of those people that it's like, whatever you do, do whatever you do as long as it doesn't affect me. So this woman taking this particular picture didn't bother me, but it bothered somebody else. But right now, everything with me is politics as usual. Thank you for every letdown. Thank you for every time somebody told me no. Thank you for every time somebody didn't do what the fuck they said they was going to do. Because all you did was pave the way for me to do it my fucking self so that I don't have to fucking fuck with whack motherfuckers like you. I don't ever have to do nothing. And for me, it's just politics as usual. You know how we do Rockefeller Forever Catch me, skating through your town, putting it down, y'all relating, no waiting, I'll make your block infrared hot, I'm like Satan, y'all feel a nigga struggle, y'all think a nigga little, hustle behind the wheel, trying to escape my trouble, can't stop the greeting me, I'm talking sweet the keys, cursing the very God that brought this reef to be, my life is based on sacrifices, Jews like ISIS and fools that think ISIS, you fuck around, you get your guys hit. They built me to be filthy on some I do or die shit, for real. The price of leather got me, deeper than ever, and just think when this here. I'm trying to feel me, nigga. Politics is usual. 
took my Frito to Tito in the district. Bless me with some BS, somethings I could live with. Stop fronting and for the dough I raise. Gotta get shit appraised. No disrespect to you. Make sure your word is true. I'm taking wages down in Vegas just in case Tyson have a major night off. That's clean money to tax write off. You ain't seen money in your life when it comes to this cheese. Y'all like three blind mice. I'm smoking bros who pump Willie. I expose the furthest you chilies. Been is the polka nose. My portfolio reads. Lead to Don Corleone, nigga, please. Ten year felony on, heavy on the wrist. I face you with the diamond blooded Jesus and blind your face shoes for life. Shrive, jigger. I keep it tight, nigga. Politics is usual. You feel my triumph never. Feel my pain, I'm lying. Low in the leather zion. The best is ever came. The game changes life. My mind just ain't right. We wind, get this dope. I guess it ain't so nice. Sucking me in like a vacuum. I remember telling my family I'll be back soon. That was December 85 and Jay-Z rise 10. Years later got me wise. Still can't break my underworld top. I wear black a lot in the act, act a lot. Got matching VCRs, a huge Magnavox. Ten inch green like spinach. Pop wines, that spinach. It's a lot of big money in my sentence. Hitting towards the mill, lipper, written, I kill like that shake, baby, one, two, cat, yeah, I do that. Ain't no stopping the champagne from popping the drawers, from dropping the law, from watching. I hate them. Politics is usual. Now, that was just my current mood, but it looks like we have a caller from the 678, which I know for a fact is Atlanta. So let me see who this is if they want to talk. Caller, are you there? This is D. Scott. Caller, are you there from the 678? Hey, I can't you hear, hear you. Yeah, hey, I can hear hey. you. How are you doing? I'm good, Queen. How are you? Fabulous. And who is this? This is Amazia. What's your name, honey? Amazia. Amavia? Yes. Well, it's good to hear you. Now, did you have a call or, a, or you know, a comment or anything that you wanted to talk about? Um, because the show is called Business as Usual, but I kind of have, you know, the zero F-U-X attitude about everything. So tell me what's going on down there. You are from Atlanta, correct? I am from Atlanta, but actually I'm living currently in Chicago. Oh, even better. So how do you feel about all the yeah. hoopla about um, the new movie Barbershop coming out? Well, I don't really have any actual uh, see on that as far as having an opinion on it. I've always loved Common and the things that he does, and mm-hmm. I have liked the Barbershop movies that they've had in the past. 
I think that it was great that they came back to the city and tried to film a little bit of it here. Right. So I think that that's a lot of love that he gave back that, honestly, he didn't have to. I'm glad that he did because for some strange reason, everybody wants to look at our city as a war zone right about now. And granted, Yeah, they call it Chirac, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And in some pockets of the city, yeah, it, it it can get really, really live really, really quickly. But it's more to it than that. And they don't always glorify all the other instigating parts that make Chirac kind of what it is right now. And if you look beyond that and you really see the people for who they are and their hearts and their intent, you would never, ever say that. Chirac is a war zone because they're regular folks just like you and I. They're just looking for somebody to see them for that and give them the shot to be what they are and even more had the playing field been level from the first place for them. So, yeah, I think that that was really, really hot on his part to give back to the community. Now, let me ask you this. Since you live in Chicago, are you familiar with um, Ryan Henry and NIMAG, the tattoo artist Ryan Henry that does uh, that does uh, Black Ink Crew Chicago? I've heard of the show, and I know that they were filming out here, but no, I'm not personally familiar with him. Okay, he is, if you're not following him, you can follow him at Ryan, R-Y-A-N, Henry Tattoo, and he's right there, okay. and um, he's right there in, uh, in Chicago. He's, you know, one of Chicago's own. He actually does a lot of work against gun violence, him and his mom, Lonnie, um, because, okay, oh, this okay. is a long, oh, yeah, let me tell you the story. So, I didn't know this. It actually took a girlfriend of mine to come and tell me this because it's going to all tie into what I was getting ready to talk about anyway, so that's weird that you called from Chicago. So I love Ryan Henry. I mean, he is he's very conscious. He's very open. He's very cute, but he also he's a father. Now, this is where it goes okay. all bad. So his sister, um, Nova, and her daughter were murdered by a gentleman um, that she was, I guess, seeing, but it was her attorney. Here's where it goes all bad. Wow. So if you ever watch The Housewives, or no, it's called Basketball Wives of L.A. Do you ever watch that? Yeah, I've watched it. Okay. So there was a lady, and I think her name was Patrice or something like that, and she had all them kids. She had, like, a gang mm-hmm. of kids. And her husband, like, played overseas or something like that. So we find right. out that... One of the children, or two of the children, I think just one of the children, is Ryan Henry's nephew of the the dead sister. Okay? No, no, no. But this is where it goes Mm -hmm. all bad. So Ryan Henry has actually gone to D.C. He spoke to Congress about gun laws, things of such. And he was like, you know, a lot of people were coming forward throwing shade saying, you know, this woman gets on television and makes it seem like she took this man's kids in when in actuality the mother of the child was murdered and his her brother is on another reality show. So I'm like, okay, I'll do the investigation. Sure enough, Ryan Henry is the uncle of that boy. So the, the mother, okay, his sister was murdered by an attorney, okay, who had no previous history of mental illness, no nothing like that. Um, he killed her and killed the baby, 10-month-old little girl. Wow. So he goes on mad crusades about doing stuff like giving back to the community. He'll do tats for free at some point. You know, he's doing really well on the show. And it is said that his, okay, this is so messy. His, this he's just a, a genuine good guy. His baby's mom moved on, and she has a a baby to a very popular singer, Jeremiah, and he actually helps take care of that baby, even though him and the baby's mom are not together. 
Like, are wow. you kidding me? But that's Chicago for you. That's that old school, you know what I mean? You know, it is. If that's my kids, you know, sibling or whatever, I'm going to do what I need no to do. What. That's right. And whether we deal with each other or not. And I I love the way that he treats and he talks about women. So there was an episode where he was going at it with the crazy looking girl that's up at uh, Black Ink, New York. And I mean, when I say she was cussing at this dude so hard in his face and he said, you know what, you a woman, I'm not even going to argue with you. And he walked away. You know, it would be hard for a New York cat to do that. It's hard for a Cali cat to do that, Detroit, any other city, because I'm like anybody else, they would have knocked her out. I mean, when I say she was yelling at him so hard, she was spitting in his face. So if you go follow Ryan Henry Tattoo, at Ryan Henry Tattoo, he posted a picture, and this is what I hate about us as black women when we don't come together for the right thing. So he posted a photo of a black woman, Uh and it says, mother of four, hashtag black don't crack. Now, come to find out, if I'm not mistaken, this is the mother that's on Love and Hip Hop. But that has nothing to do with it because we know she's not with her children's father. However, she has two little boys, two little girls. The girls are completely dressed. She is covered in what looks like coconut oil. She looks amazing. Okay, and if you go on his page, Uh you can see it where it says, Mother of Four, Black Don't Crack. So he says, Melanin is the foundation of youth. Good afternoon. So long story short, I saw a lot of black women beating up on her like i don't get this picture i don't understand this this and this and then a gentleman oh, actually went the on the page where the babies are this is the picture where the they're standing, standing there with, the, uh, with that with right over left yeah yeah they're standing okay. on either side of her my thing is this yeah I said to the to the one guy, I said, first of all, you guys always assume that just because the man isn't in the picture that he isn't in the picture. Now, I'm not sure if you're familiar with me or if you listen to the show, but my son and I um, were on um, on a page, but we were also, it, it was a highly publicized situation. We were in a photo for um, what's called Humans of New York. So if you hashtag H-O-N-Y. So it was a picture of me when my hair was blonde, pulled up, walking down, you know, I think it was Fifth Avenue or Madison Avenue in New York City, and we got approached by Brandon Stanton, who's the author of the book Humans of New York. And then he just had stories of New York. He does little kid, little babies of New York. He goes all over the world and takes pictures of people and then talks about their story. So I had quoted... Okay. You know, I said something, and I'm the mom that said, you know, my biggest goal in life because I'm raising this boy, and this was during all the Trayvon Martin stuff. This was during the Mike Brown situation. This was during all the police protests, stop killing us. This was prior to Sandra Bland. And I said my job as a parent is to make sure that we're able to travel and tell the truth. So people took that and said, yeah, well, where's his father at? How come? And I was like, dude, his father was at home. Is that okay? Like, is it okay that his father was at home with my son's sibling? You understand what I'm saying? Like, and, and it's just such a terrible portrayal that we have of each other. So then I catch black women on the on this picture saying, well, I don't understand why she was half naked. I said, well, if you have four children and you look like that with coconut oil on, bless you. I, I hope you would have okay. photos like that in a photo shoot. Okay. Okay. And mm-hmm. unphotoshopped, and it don't look like she had any. And kind even of if it was, yeah, whatsoever. and even if it wasn't, she didn't take the picture in a bathroom mirror, and her babies was in the back eating McDonald's. That's not what she did. Okay, I think it's a beautiful exactly. picture, but I'm 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 very health conscious, and I'm very proud of my body. So long story short, this one lady, she says to me, and I'm a read for quote. I'm not going to give her name. So I said to the gentleman, I said, um, maybe the father took the pic, and just because he's not pictured doesn't mean he isn't in the pic. Because the dude was like, where the father at though? Yeah, exactly. So. 
the lady says, I'm just curious as to why she's half, halfway dressed. Either way, I got everyone's attention. And I said, if I have four babies and I look like that, I wouldn't wear clothes either. I said, the caption is black don't crack. So she looks great to have four kids. I said, and in Africa, certain tribes are straight naked. So the sight of a woman this way with her children shouldn't bother anyone. So then she said, considering I'm African-American, this is where she got confused about who she was in life. Um, she says, considering I'm African-American and have four kids myself and I'm pretty happy with how I look. However, I don't correlate being proud of how I look and the purpose of being naked and considering this is far from Africa where they don't have the luxury or need of a lot of clothing due to weather and poverty and considering it's 2016 and all the Africans in my family, half of my family, my actual husband is real life African and she spelled it properly with the K. She said, believe Uh it or not, they wear a normal set of clothing and they even have the internet and she puts little laughing marks and I said she says but to eat your own and I said you know what I too am melanated with one baby I said I'm also aware of the SES the social economic status and uh, reasoning for nudity in certain parts of Africa this is a photo shoot of a grown woman and her children had her daughters been in bra and panty I would be side eyeing however they are not there is nothing worse than a black woman putting down another black woman because of the skin she's in I think she looks beautiful but then again I'm comfortable in the skin I'm in now that was a stab to let you know that clearly you must not be you understand what I'm saying? Comfortable in the skin you're in because if you were, you wouldn't be worried about what this woman is doing with her children. You know what I'm right. saying? And then somebody's like, she needs to put some clothes on, especially when her children, children are looking. Hmm? I was saying I'm happy she's even with her children. I'm glad it's not her grandma okay. with the children okay. like that or the auntie with the children like that. She look, has and then children. somebody she said they healthy, mad they because their body doesn't look like that after four children. She is simply beautiful. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, but the is. thing it's is, hate. It's hate. it is, and I don't understand it. I'm like, listen, you know, I grapple with the fact because I have to get back and do another photo shoot. You know, because every year I try to make sure I do photo shoots. And I'm 40 years old. I'll be 41 in a couple of months. So I'm very proud of the way I look. I run marathons. I eat well. You know, I eat well. I don't eat pork. I haven't eaten pork in almost over 20 years. My son is healthy. I'm happy. You know, his dad's happy. He lives, you know, in Texas, is remarried. My son has a beautiful little sister. So that's something else that we're working on. But I have so many other things to do than hate on another black woman. You understand what I'm saying? So I just, I don't understand that. So if you're not following me on Instagram, if you follow Follow me at miss.d.scott. I posted a picture and it, and it said reflections. You know, you're never going to shine light on what it is that you do when you're trying to dim the light of somebody else's. Now, don't get me wrong. I said I come out at these little girls and these young girls when they're doing too much or when they're in the bathroom mirror. I scold them no different than the mother that they don't have would. You understand what I'm saying? But in right. that same instance, I'm also ready to say, okay, instead of you doing that, why don't we do this and try to build? Because people come to you in your life for two reasons. You either came to build or you came to break. You understand what I'm saying? So exactly. if you didn't come to build with me, you came to break, okay? And you can't exactly. break me. So you're going to try to break everything around it. And it's also a reflection of who you are as a woman. Now, don't get it. Don't get me twisted. Like when I see some of these Instagram girls and they are half naked and I know they prostitutes and they selling flat tummy tea and whatever, whatever. I'm like, I could get you all the way together, but you're not ready. You still want to be a whore. So there's nothing I could do. You understand what I'm saying? There's nothing I can do. I can't help you. I can't tell you that you need to be maybe going to school or that there's free programs at Harvard University that you can get certifications free online. All you got to do is pay for the certificate. That wealth of information is not up for grabs because you don't want to hear that right now. You just want to hear about who's popping bottles. So you're not ready to receive anything I'm going to give you anyway. So I just learned to just stop talking. Now, what is it that you do over there in Chicago? What's your occupation? What do you do? Well, I'm actually a manager for a retail food chain called Food for Less. And honestly, 
what we what I specifically do is help with the operations of whatever building in whatever neighborhood that I'm assigned to for that moment in time. And what we're trying to oh, do wow. at this uh, specific point is the dynamic of that particular store set is that of a wholesaler, and we're trying to make it more so that of a conventional grocery store, such as right. uh, uh, Mariano's or Kroger or something like that. You're trying to be and, like all these as well, because I know what chain that you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. So as we make that transition, we're trying to incorporate more of a customer service ethic that focuses on a connection to the customer versus just trying to give them low prices and to say, the food. here, you should come yeah, because we're food. here. So, right, right. right. So being, with that being the, the case, a lot of women come in and out with their children, kind of sort of the way you just described with this young lady in that picture, and I can see all kind of stuff coming in and out, not just in the city, but even in the suburbs. And oh, absolutely. Like you, I've like you, I feel the same way. Before you go and judge a picture based on what you see on face value, keep in mind you don't know what the mindset of that young lady is. Right. You don't know, and you don't know what, what you're with struggling with. You don't. You don't. And then you got to also look at the fact that just because she's not on your level doesn't mean she doesn't have the attitude or the humbleness and the willingness to get there. If you would be a sister to her versus somebody that's, that's right. trying to scold her. You never know what kind of connection you can make to her and then bridge the gap for whatever it is she might be in lack for. That's what the whole sisterhood community is supposed to be about. But we're and not the there thing yet is, don't get me wrong, I'm not always, you know, queen this and queen that. Sometimes I'll be like, stop being a whore. Stop it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I really do necessary. because you have to, yeah, you know, sometimes when you climb a ladder, you got to get back in the dirt and let people know, like, I will get you all the way right. You understand what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I have learned that people become terrified, especially of black women, when they start making moves without you. And I had to, you know, come to a, a, a situation today where I said, you know what, you have nothing to threaten me with. You know, any book that I've ever written, I don't know if you know anything about me. I've written six books. My most popular is Stay in Your Land and Die of a Hot Mess, available on Amazon and Kindle. And, I mean, I get all the way there, and I let you know, like, I have been mm-hmm. broke. I have been broken. I have made choices and decisions. I've been on the whole stroll, what I call it, you know, the the, the period mm-hmm. of dating from the age of 18 yep. to 25, whatever, whatever. And I've done oh. some shit that I'm not so proud of, but I'll be very clear to tell you about it because that's how I can identify who you are because I was you. You understand what I'm saying? So exactly. you don't get to a certain level and have a certain level of respect. I don't really, not that I don't care about money, but I, I care about respect. I care about my son being able to look at me. Like I was literally, until I seen this photo of that young lady, I was going to do a photo shoot where I was completely nude. Mm-hmm. I was painted. But that's part of my brand. My brand is zero fucks. If you search any hashtag, hashtag zero, the number zero, F-U-X, zero fucks. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's all my stuff. So that's where I come from. And that comes from me not having the luxury to give a damn about what people think because y'all weren't trying to help me. You know what I'm saying? So black men sit up there. And that's a gift in and of itself. There you go. And so a lot of people. That's a gift. 
Right, because I don't have to. I'm not on any type of subsidized housing. I'm not waiting on a check in the mail. I go to work every day just like everybody else does. Like I said, I work sometimes seven days a week, then I come home. I'm up till 8 o'clock in the morning on no sleep, making sure that contracts are written and this stuff is done. And it all sounds so fucking glamorous until you got to pay for it. You know, I got an employee that's doing construction on my mama's house. So we do what we got to do until we do what we want to do. You know, and I'm very proud to say that I'm self-made, not man-made. Now, I don't don't get me wrong. I see, and you know, I watch a lot of reality TV because my reality is so terrible that it's like I want to see somebody else going through some shit for a change, or I want to, you know, what I'm saying? I want to see something else. I'm glad and it's funny because I did a show. Sometimes it's that way. Yeah, like you just like I know it's not that bad, God. That you know, like like um, the uh, Love and Hip Hop New York that hurt me. That really Man. hurts me in my spirit. Yeah. In my spirit because. To see, and and that's why I love Cardi B. Now, one thing about me, I find the talent, honey. I I've loved Cardi B for two, three years, long before she was, you know, getting ready to be on. She didn't even tell nobody she was going to be on Love and Hip Hop. I just loved her realness, and I said if somebody could get to her and and talk uh-huh. to her, she would be straight. But she, you know, that stripper lifestyle, and I'm actually getting ready to work on a book with a young lady, and I and I talk to people, you know, because I don't understand it. But what I do understand is that you can't sit there and call that girl a bunch of names and you don't offer her no way out you don't offer her because that's a whole nother lifestyle situation that i won't understand because my father would have whooped my ass and not only that i have to explain that and a lot of these girls that are doing all these things on the on the internet they don't understand at some point you got to explain that to your children so i'm very thankful that i'm 40 years old and i just got on the internet five years ago because, Lord Jesus, guess what? I would have been doing the same damn thing. They would have seen me naked in Mexico, over there in Bermuda, jumping off boats and yachts mm-hmm. and in Spain. You know what I'm saying? So I have lived. But at the same time, you know, when I talk to a young lady, it's never my intention. Even if you think I hate your guts, I don't. I love you. I want you to do better. And you don't see what I see. Just like it takes my friends and my family members to come to me and be like, you don't even get it. You don't even see what you're doing. You don't need to do X, Y, and Z. Go do this. And I'm like, oh, really? Is uh-huh. that simple? And if I had that information 10, 15 years ago, maybe I would have made some different turns. So I, I started the uh, the Sherry Foundation, which is based on my mother, because her name's Sherry. She'll be in the grave now three okay. years. But to me, she died of broken heart and mental illness. There were other, you know, physical factors to that, but there uh-huh. was a level of darkness to her. So for me, when you grow up around that, if you if you haven't gotten the chance, have you watched um, on Netflix What Happened, Miss Simone? It was no, I have not story. watched the story. Oh, yeah, my goodness. If you don't watch nothing else in your whole life, watch What Happened with Simone on Netflix. It is so good. Okay. You you wouldn't even want, like, they, they came out with the Zoe Saldana situation way later on. Like, that's ridiculous. But when you watch this, it's actual clips of her. I did not know for all the tea in China that she was abused. By her husband, I did not know that she suffered mental illness, and that's what a lot of people don't understand is that old black right. Hollywood, old black Hollywood was very protective of their of their angels, of their Martin Luther Kings, of their you know uh, Malcolm X's and their comings and goings, and there were books that were getting ready to come out a few years back about Martin Luther King and him and white women uh-huh. and things like that, and it was just it was a situation right. like black man, why would you do that? That's like that's like right. our father. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that's that's every black person okay, like him, Malcolm X, right. all of that. Yeah, you just leave that alone. And so watching the um the Nina Simone story, I mean, I broke down and I'm not a sensitive thug, but I broke down. There was a, a place in the end and you'll you'll see what I'm talking about, where she just 
she was so tired. I had no idea that her daughter, that her and Malcolm X lived next door to each other in Yonkers. Or one really? Things are Yonkers. One of them. Yeah, they were neighbors. So what does that tell you? That's and that's what people don't understand is that, like, I crusade for mental illness, and I started the Sherry Foundation as a way, and it's not just to help women, it's to help men too, especially those that have been diagnosed, because you know how dangerous it is to be walking around and you're not diagnosed and you're just depressed and you don't know what it's for? Depression isn't always laying in bed, sleeping and crying all day. Sometimes it reflects, for me, I go to work. For me, I go to work. Mm -hmm. I try to do any and everything that I can to not think about what day it is today. Get money, get money, get money. That's what we're doing. Get money, buy a house. Now you got to do this. Now you got to do that. And I put myself in a situation where I I take on so many projects to keep myself busy from thinking about reality. And then comes the self-medication. You know, then comes the wine. Then comes the vodka. Uh Then comes the, you know, because you're you're on a high, because I love what I do, you know. To date, the quickest I've ever ghostwritten and wrote a book was in three weeks. He was on Amazon within three weeks. He had only written two. No, he wrote six pages. I gave him the additional 200 pages because I don't sleep. I become that person when I'm ghostwriting. So I do a lot of projects. And sometimes I do things for free because I'm just trying to help you. You understand what I'm saying? I'm just trying to help you so that you can never come back and say that me or my team or Saladin or anybody that I associate myself with. My friend was doing online classes. Saladin Kanala, he was doing online classes on Periscope. You understand what I'm saying? I was in one of those classes, actually. Oh, you were in one of his classes. Yeah, that is very good. That is my um, that's that's finished. my brother. Yeah, that's my brother. He's and so you see what I'm saying, like too. so we fam, <laughs> so he's fam my brother now too. He <laughs> is. And you know what? One thing I can say is that we when we started out doing this because he's the person that got me writing, you know, being able to say, yeah, you can publish a book. You don't need to go through a company because that level of rejection. That's why we self-publish and he owns his publishing industry. So do I. My son, who actually just turned 12, is, you know, on his second book. He wrote his first book when he was nine. You know, so these are things Uh that we're trying to contribute to legacy. We're trying to say that you don't have a reason to do X, Y, and Z. So something else that upset me. A gentleman posted a video of um, a black boy sitting in his chair, and a, and a white teacher, and not that race had anything to do with it, because guess what, if black, white, she would have got the business. She just walked uh-huh. up to this kid, and I don't know what happened, and started whooping him, and it just was reminiscent of, like, how you would beat your own child, if you're into that sort of yeah. thing. And I thought to myself, I said, the boy wasn't, and I've worked in facilities with, you know, troubled youth, black youth, white youth, Hispanic youth, it doesn't matter, drug addicted, you know, basically almost juvenile detention centers for children, and He wasn't going to attack you. And so this black man, listen to what he says. This black man comments, these kids need discipline. What you think was going to happen, you send them to school with no discipline. No, 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 no. My job isn't to send my my son to school for discipline. My job is to send him there educated to get more education. So you putting your hands on my child, I would have loved to see you do that to me. You understand what I'm saying? And you as a black man, you can't say that. This is not the situation where we have like the Joe Clark situation where there was a a young student. He was give or take six foot tall. He was pushing his teacher who was a black male and the teacher restrained him. That's very different. I agree with that because you shouldn't have been putting your hands in another grown man's face and mushing him and all this other stuff. The dude told him stop like three times and then he restrained him. He didn't beat him. He didn't bang his head up against the wall. He didn't punch him. He just restrained him. And then, you know, security was called, so on and so forth, right? Now, I agree with that. What I don't agree with is that. I don't agree with that situation where that young lady was sitting in her desk and the the teacher comes out, the the security guard comes over and flips her out of the seat. I don't agree with that. 
Yeah, and they was like, where's the parents? What we had just found out was that the mother had just died, and the father was nowhere to be Uh found. She was in foster care. So what do you mean, where's the parents? I said, I wish on all the stars in the sky, and I live in the wish-a-bitch woods. I wish a bitch would. Because my son, the first thing he would have did is he'd have been like, I'm going to go ahead and use my phone to call my mother now. You'll wait. Right. right. And I'm suing everybody. You getting beat, I'm suing you, your bloodline, your dead grandmother. I don't care. You don't put your hands on my son. That's my son. You will put me in jail for doing it, but you not going to jail. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't understand. Now, I do agree with, and I don't know if you listened to my show, um, The Reality of Reality TV. I was very disgusted at, and it's not even a portrayal about the reality of black men, is that there is, if you watch every one of these shows, now come on now, we got about, what is it, 10, 15 shows on TV that, you know, star black men and black women. Uh (laughs) I cannot honestly say that I can name more than two or three couples that are married, no baby mama drama. They're taking care of all of their children. There's no third-party relationships going on. Like a, this new thing is, you know, where the woman can have a girlfriend and the guy sometimes has a threesome and, you, you know, know, all this stuff. Relationships. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, that's what they're called. But guess what? It's not okay. Yeah. I will kill a motherfucker. And I'm going to tell you something else. So when black men start talking to to me about this polygamy thing, I always laugh because I always say, you can't even afford to take care of the children that you have. So you want to get all biblical and technical, or we could go back to the Quran. You're supposed to provide food, housing, shelter, everything for each and every one of your wives. You're not Solomon. Yes. Equally. You're not Solomon. You can't do it. And there was actually a show that I used to love watching because I'm like, damn, what does this dude do for a living? Um, It was called uh, Sister Wives. It was a white guy. Yeah, he I was out in Vegas. A few times. Did you see where he had the whole like neighborhood? Yeah. And each wife had their own two, 2,000, 3,000 square foot home mm-hmm. with their own mm-hmm. children, and none of them worked. I couldn't even say anything nope. bad about it. I said, that's not How for me. I, I can't say anything because I'm like, she's not. they're not living off my money, okay? They're not living off my and money. Now, some of them do, and some of them call. Yeah. But not only that, they, he did it for the reproduction of children. And he had, what, like 20-something kids or something like that? The bottom yeah. line is the black men that I know, I said, when you make somebody a stay-at-home mom, why don't you start there? Okay? Start exactly. there with making your woman a stay-at-home mom or making your wife a stay Why don't we just start with marriage? Can we just start there? Before you start thinking that you can be in a polygamous relationship, it's not about sex. It's about teamwork. Now, I couldn't be part of that because I will yank a bitch. I will. I, I'm not built for that. I'm about monogamy, and I will beat somebody down. I don't I don't even share my wine, barely. I really don't, Hello. I don't share my Hello. cell phone. I, I can't. I don't even want to share my, 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 my dish detergent. I can't do it. It's, I'm, I'm not built for that. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to share a, a, a pair of socks. I, I can't do it. I hear you. However, I hear you. however I hear you. when I watch these programs, it's like black men – some black men, I will not say all, some black men put us in positions where we're sharing, like I just watched today, this dude got the same great hair I do, you're not that cute, and you got two women that look exactly the same, which is, listen, this is what's crazy, the girl that we're talking about that had the four kids is his baby's mom on Love and Hip Hop, the kid Scrap, not Little Scrappy, but the one with the long hair. That just got out of prison. That's his baby's mom. The little boy is his. King is his son. Craziness. This is so embarrassing. But wait, has a girlfriend named Tommy. 
Tommy done ran up on the girl, ran off on the plug twice, done ran up on the girl, found out where she worked. And what men don't understand is that we as women are way more vicious than they'll ever be. We sneaky. Mm-hmm. We will we'll get kill shit done. Other. Kill each other. What? There yeah. you go. Dead in the street on a Tuesday in broad daylight. Yeah. Okay? And hold the knife and be like, bullshit. I was waiting for y'all. And so the yep. girl ran up on her. And all I'm sitting about there, sitting there thinking is that I was in a situation like that where I went to my people's restaurant. You know what I'm saying? That he was having construction done on, and he had a female in there. Now, I don't mess with this dude. I liked him. I thought he was cool. I thought he was cute. We could have did business, but not so much because he's – I see you put me in a position where my my psycho tendency, my mental health, and her safety was in order, was was the situation. <laughs> and she's – you know, he holding her back. And I'm just knocking on the door. Like, I don't even – that's not even my dude. That's not my dude. Right. We don't swap bodily fluids, nothing. But at the same time, I said, if you run your business like you run your, your love life, we can't do business. We can't. No, because, because you're you going to have me way. reach in my car and go get, you know, a sawed-off or something like that and blow this bitch's brains out. Like, that's what you're going to have me do. And because you're not, look, I said last week, I said, y'all ain't no pimps. Y'all a bunch of freaking liars. If you can't sit up there mm-hmm. and tell a woman, look, I deal with her and I like her, and I want to introduce you to her and what you going to do about it, be a better woman then. I Listen, I'm <laughs> with that. If a man could tell me that I could be a better woman, that I could take this one's place, I'm not going to want you. Because if I'm not if I'm not number one, I'll be nothing. I'm I'm I don't I don't compete, you know. But what as women, exactly. what we don't know is that men make us compete every single day, and we don't even know. So that's why I'm always yep. hundred with every single person I'm dealing with. So you could never come back and say, oh, it's because you let yourself go. No, not really. <laughs> no, it's because you're indecisive and you're illiterate as fuck when it comes to relationships. Right, and you no. didn't give me any choice in the matter. If you're gonna but do to it, leave. let me have a choice in it. That- and that's what the real pimp is. And it's funny because Saladin, I was like, hey, I got to get my mindset right. I say, you need to let me borrow um, your Iceberg Slim book, Pimp, because it's one of the ones I haven't read. And I talk about Trick Baby and Donald Goins and all this stuff. So I'm reading this mm-hmm. book. And he said, I shouldn't even gave you that. That's like a refresher course for you. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, I used to do gosh. dudes real dirty. I did. I used to be like, nope, don't even speak to me in public. I'll be messing with a dude for wow. four years and tell him don't speak to me in public. Because I don't care. But then when I try to care, then it's like they don't like that weak woman. They don't want you to be weak, but they want you to be stupid. And I'm, I, can't, I can't do that. Now, how old stupid are you? Stupid and now ratchet. Ratchet is the order of the day now. And nasty. Stupid and ratchet. And nasty. Yeah. And then, and then they not, this is the funny thing. These men are not in control of their emotions enough to be able to uh, categorize women by saying, this is a woman that I just sleep with. This is a woman that I like, I would like to get to know better. And this is a woman that she'll never see daylight. But guess what? If you, right. she can't see daylight, why would you sleep with her anyway? You know exactly. what I'm saying? I don't what have the luxury of doing that. Exactly. Right. And I don't like when guys sit up there and they talk shit about every woman that they've been with because I'm just like, if you would do that to her, you would do it to me. And now I have to pistol whip you. It's not, I, I, right. now I feel, the number one thing with black women, you can, you know, hey, you can agree, you can disagree. What is the number one thing we want from black men? Is it not that we want to feel safe? Safe on all levels. Yeah. I want to feel safe to lay in your arms you and know I'm not like going to get AIDS. We're the only ones, yeah. We, we <laughs> there wanna, you go, we there loyalty. you go. There you go. And if I'm so willing to offer it, you know, and then that's why I I so much feel what Cardi B said when she was like, what did you give Amina and Tara? Babies. That's all you gave them (laughs) was babies. And then she was like, and you ain't even paying a rent. He was like, I am paying a rent. She was like, you know you ain't paying a rent. You're not. not. You can't afford it. (laughs) You can't afford it. And 
I that come was from hilarious. the old, listen, I come, and I put that on my page. I come from the old school of, you know, a cat will come and tell you, like, look, you know I got a girlfriend. I'm, like, 21, 22 at the time. You know I got a girlfriend. I'm like, dude, I don't care. Just give me my little sneakers mm-hmm. and my college tuition money, and we good. Dudes ain't even got money mm-hmm. to take you to the to the fucking ice cream shop right now. So these no. men are sitting up here thinking that women are trying to be gold diggers, and I'm like, you ain't even got no gold. What am I digging for? Exactly. I, you ain't no goddamn I mean, prize. I'm trying to, of and, and after a certain age, we have to stop saying, I'm looking for somebody to build with. No, you should have your stuff built up. I should have my stuff built up, and we should be able to meet somewhere in between. You know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. I just came to the place where I said I can't even date anybody unless they can be partners with me on some level of business because it's like you're not going to understand if one month I'm short and I'm like, babe, we can't go over here. We can't do this. We got to be poor for a month. My son don't understand right. that. My son don't know nothing about being poor. He could, If you ask my son right now, man, are we rich or poor? He'll say, man, I don't even know. He said, because poor people act rich and rich people act poor. So my son right. don't know. And as right. a child, it's not his business. He's not supposed to know. All he sees is his mother working, and then he's he's able to call his father when he needs to and say, okay, daddy, I need this, you know what I'm saying, and his dad will make sure it's done. You know, so for me, now, what's your age bracket? What age group are you in? I'm in my 30s. I'm 32. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you you grown. You know how it goes down. Now, what are some of the challenges you feel about dating in Chicago, man? Because I dated a guy from Chicago. He was thorough, though. I wish I could find him now because it's almost like Chicago between the mob mentality and the gangster mentality and the pimp mentality. Chicago is just, I think it's honestly a different breed of black men. They're a little, to me, they're a little bit more conscious. They'll call you on your shit and they know a stallion when they see one. You know what I'm saying? And for them, loyalty, and I'm not saying that they not shit like. I, I really do. I think that, and it's not because, I, I, like I said, I dated a Chicago cat. Like I said, I wish I could find him. But now, what do you think are, one of the things I noticed about Chicago is that your nightlife changes every single day. So if I go to a club on Monday, yeah. it might have been hip-hop night. If I go to a club on Tuesday, it might be gay night. Totally different club. Mm-hmm. Totally different Real quick. atmosphere. Real quick. Now, what do yeah. you think, because I plan on trying to come up to Chicago this summer, um, hopefully maybe to get my tat done by Ryan. I was going to do a um, a dedication piece to my mom because I already have my father tatted on me. He's been gone 15 years. So what do you think are some of the issues with dating in Chicago as opposed to Atlanta? Because we all know in Atlanta everybody's full of shit. So everybody's a producer and a rapper. What's the issue in Chicago? Right, right now I would say the issue in Chicago on the women's side, like you said, mm-hmm. everybody's looking for security, but the way that they're trying to get that security they they taking the whole status to a whole nother level. Mm. I'm, I'm going to get you by any means necessary, even what? if that means not only do I have your baby, but I'm going to make sure I have your boy baby too, so none of y'all cannot not ha- give me any money. Everybody's living off the link, wick, and everything else in order to make their hustles work. So child support is and the broke bitch's hustle, basically. Man, it, it, it's king right now. It is king right now. And I don't knock you, because if you need it, you need it. But, for the but then he should leave her alone, it, then. If, if it's a situation, what, what black men don't understand about the welfare system is, when you go down there and you have to apply for that, you're saying that, not that you don't need it, because if you need it, please do, take it, feed the babies. Right. But what I'm saying is that if she's only, if you're having to pay this amount of money, what you just told me is that she ain't got nothing and you ain't got nothing either, on paper. Right. Okay? Right. 
Because me and my ex-husband made okay the that, same amount of money, and so that's why he got to pay what he got to pay. And trust me, it ain't no, you know, whole bunch of money. It's enough for me to take care of my kid if he pay it. But guess what? If my ex-husband don't pay it, my son still eats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't. I ain't got time to be going right. back and forth to the court. You know what I'm saying? If, if you pay, that's great. If you don't, then I guess that's between you and the state. I don't know what to tell you because I'm not on no exactly. assistance. Now, what do you think is the issue with the men? Are they still out there playing pimp and gangster in Chicago? Well, it's changing a little bit. Yeah, it is a lot of that still happening. But like you said, the consciousness, there is a consciousness rising. Oh, yeah, a they're lot very the conscious. Out here. So with that being said, a lot of them, as they get their knowledge through whatever medium that they choose, whether they're in the Nation of Islam, whether they're mm-hmm. part of the Nation of God's Earth, yeah. or whatever it is that they subscribe to, right, whatever it is they subscribe to, they are starting. If they can't teach their sisters, the women that they're with, they're teaching their children how to decipher for themselves what's right and wrong. So Because sometimes it's too late for us, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so a lot of times. And with the babies, that's just, that's unlimited tapped resource. That's unlimited. Exactly. That's like knowledge times infinity. So, you know, so exactly. now being a woman in um, the Chicago area, you're in a major city, what are some of the things that you look for in a mate? Because you are in a decent professional job. Is it is it too much to ask for you to ask for somebody that's faithful? That's what men act like. They act like it's too much to ask for you to please not sleep with other people unprotected and don't tell me. <laughs> they act like it's a lot for you to ask, but they don't want you to do nothing. Oh, no. No, they don't. Oh, my God. It's the end of the world. It is. Now, what do you think about your situation in Chicago? So are you dating? Are you, you know, are you out there? Are you dating? You have, like, a a secure boyfriend, or how is it working out there? Well, I am currently in a committed relationship, and he's definitely That's very good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. And the way that we rock together, I would say that for us, especially with him being older and more set in the way that he wants to live his life, it's a lot easier for us to navigate through the relationship and navigate through the community that we live in. Um, I would say that for couples in Chicago, if you don't have a support base or you don't know who you are, you will fall quickly. But if you do have the right type of foundation that is supportive of what it is y'all are trying to build, you'll be fine no matter what uh, crazy shit is going on in the city or out in the suburbs. For the dating scene, though, I will mm-hmm. say that there are some serious challenges for women that are single and men. So that if are I single, came there, because I but, plan on coming up there to do a show. So if I came up there and I uh-huh. set it up and I said, darling, hook something up, let's go to a coffee house or let's go to a wine bar or whatever, because I know Chicago is full of culture and I absolutely love Chicago. You're right. Where would you You're take right. me? You know, shout out your city. Where would you take me to do like a little meet and greet type thing where the atmosphere would be grown and sexy and we could have a conversation? So if I was to come to Chicago and I told you, hey, I'm going to be in Chicago the weekend of June, whatever, whatever. Where would you want me to set up shop that we could sit down, have the whole place to ourselves and just invite people in to have a forum on black men and women relations? Not community, the relationships that we have with ourselves. What would you suggest? Go. Honestly, I would suggest I would suggest two different areas. I would say if you want the grown and sexy, let's go to the north side of the city and okay. uh, kind of set up in one of their shops for something. But if you want the reality of what 
the relationships is like for our people, we need to be on the south side. We got to do something on the south side in one of the nice black, um, some of the nice black facilities. So south side is is, is black pretty much. Right. Okay, I'm all for that. Houses down here, Faircon's houses in the area. We got a lot of stuff over here. Yeah. So you would 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 come to a forum like that? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. And you would bring your little friends and we would try to, you would try to, is this your first show you listened into? No, this is my second. This is my second. Oh, I was going to say I'm terrible. Which one did you listen to? (laughs) Actually, the I'm first one that I listened to. You, no, no, it's okay. Actually, the first one that I listened to was with you and Saladin. You were kind of going into mm. your own personal story about the things that you've gone through. So that's mm-hmm. how I got introduced to and you. And you know what's funny? Stuff. That's interesting. You say that. And I'm very honored that you say that because that's what I try to tell girls when they see me. They think I'm all like prissy and like I'm like no. I get down and dirty too. I've been broke too. Mm-hmm. I don't had to fight a dude in the street too. I done been in the the back of juke joints and been somebody's little side piece and been somebody's wife <laughs> and been somebody's girlfriend. Man. You know what I'm saying? I don't went through divorce. So anything yeah. that you can throw at me, I've probably already been through it. And that's what makes me so you know, much more adoring to the younger women that I meet in the generation because there's just so much stuff that we could be doing that I had no idea that we could be doing. You know what I'm saying? Until I got myself in a situation and in my circle and in my clique where I'm able to do it. So over the summer, my son has decided he didn't want to go down to Texas for, you know, the duration with his dad because we're doing construction up here. So I told him, I said, we'll, we'll pick out some things to do. So I'm probably going to end up, because we have another program. It's called Affiliated. So what that basically is is when we travel with Saladin, myself, my best friend, all of us, we call ourselves mm-hmm. the Rat Pack because um, he's, a, he's a great okay. friend. And we go out to, you know, L.A., and we'll set up shop, and then we'll sit there and we'll talk to people about what's going on there and what their biggest issues are in the city with meeting other people. So sometimes, for me, it's about networking because I feel like if you're at work all the time or if you're in a relationship all the time, it's hard to meet like-minded people. It really is. I was just on on a show. It is. It's so hard. Like, I don't leave the house. I'm like a freaking recluse. Like, I literally, I work six, seven days a week. I'm grinding. Mm -hmm. I have no boyfriend. I don't date people. I was just dating a guy that was from Cali. And he was, you know, he was in in law enforcement, and that was not going to work out because I'm too fucking violent. Like, I'm too crazy. Like, I'll be arrested every day by <laughs> somebody that loves you. It's yeah. like, yeah, like, he would be like, I'm going to arrest your ass. You just punched me in the face. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? And I'm not abusive, but I am. So I get very upset. And then that hood starts coming out of me. And it's like, those are certain things. That's why when I look at other women, you know, I could see that in them. And I'm like, oh, if we could just, you know what I'm saying, polish you uh-huh. off a little bit and get you into this particular job force. Or it's always good when I go to mentor the younger, younger women, you know, 16, 17. Exactly. But what makes me so upset is that it's their moms. It's like, and they moms hate my guts. And I'd be like, look, you did what you needed and to do. I just come from cute. a back. You know it's what? I don't even know that it's that. I, I know that if I had a daughter and my daughter was going to another woman for advice, I would be offended as well. But unfortunately, I also come from a home where my mom worked 3 to 11. 
So my aunt was right. so instrumental in my life. You know what I'm saying? Because my mom was gone all day. My 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 best friend's mom, you know, had to pop me one time because I was acting crazy in the street because she didn't work those hours. So when you come from a place, you know, I know a girl right now that people have so much crap to say about this girl, and I will defend this girl to the end of the earth because I'm like, you don't know where she come from. She don't come from no welfare to work, mom. Her mom's was white. No. Her dad's black. Her mom's was white, and her mom went to work 12 and 16-hour days. So she didn't have to be on welfare, but with that comes a consequence. But what does it all go back to? It all goes back to the fact that I wouldn't have had to do that if I would have made a better choice in a black man. And that's what men uh-huh. don't understand. Kings are kings at all times. You can't pick and choose yep. when you want to be a king. You want to be a king today, not tomorrow. You spill your seed in somebody, you're still a king. So now that means that baby is a prince or it's an heir or an heiress. doesn't matter whether she was a peasant mm-hmm. or not. So I don't have the luxury Correct. to go and just spread myself thin with motherfuckers that are not like-minded. That's what I love about Chicago cats. I remember I was in Atlanta, and it was an old Chicago mm-hmm. player, too, girl, Gator Dow with a cane and everything. Mm-hmm. He came up to me, and he said, I ain't seen one of you in a long time. I said, what's that? Oh, he said, wow. Thoroughbred. He told his nephews, he said, a don't even talk to her. Wow. Yeah, he was <laughs> like, don't even talk to her. Because it, it's different. Like, people see you on the Internet, and they think you will not get with them. Like, girl, I will get with you all day and twice on Sundays. Right. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? So just like you ghetto, I'm ghetto too, but I'm trying to do something better because I have to show my son. And it's funny because my son thinks I'm so sweet, right? So one day I had to black out on a friend of mine. She came over unannounced. We had some unresolved issues. And my son looked at me and he just said, Mommy, that was cold. That was, you know, that was really like, he was upset. And I said, but honey, I said, you think that people are scared of me for no reason? You think that people don't come for me for no reason? It's because they know that verbally I'm not, I'm not with it. I'm not with it. You understand what I'm saying? So when it comes right. to you, when it comes to my family, when it comes to black women, when it comes to black men, what they, uh, they need to understand is why is it that black men always think that we're against them? Because I check you on your bullshit, oh, that's another thing. If you, if you love me, you'll, you'll want to listen to this show called Married Men Don't Talk. And um, I haven't heard basically, that Okay, they're on Blog Talk Radio as well. They do a show on Tuesdays, but they only do a show once a month with women. And I just so happen to be, because I'm, you know, I try to support everybody. It doesn't matter what it is. I'll try to support everybody's situation, and especially black men. And I said, you know, from everything that's happened to me, you know, I should hate black men. I said, but I don't because I have one. I gave birth to one, so I can't. You know what I'm saying? It's just I love them to the ends of the earth. I just want them to love themselves a little bit more so that if you could love you, then you can love me. I don't need love right now. I just need safety. And so because I don't feel safe, I feel like I, you know, need to date outside my race. I've never have because, you know, I'm scared of women. Uh-huh. Because, <laughs> you know, hey, they make up 97% of, of the uh, serial killer population. Did you see that meme that was like, Hello? yeah, when you got tired of dating Hakeem and you dated Josh from Whole Foods and it was a picture of a black girl, she was all tied up in the basement and he was doing like s <laughs> and I was like, that'll be my luck. I get the Josh from Whole Foods. They don't get it twisted. There is a very large black uh, <clears throat> population that's into BDSM and things like that, and I feel that it's very unfortunate that we can't talk about that. You know, if, if your guy is into X, Y, and Z, why can't you talk about that? You know, and I remember what? dating a cat that he was nasty as hell, but he wasn't like that with me. I mean, he was a whore's whore, child. He was, I mean, he was out there doing things. With me, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't, I would have done it. I would have done anything almost that he asked me to within reason. He just wouldn't do it. He, and, and basically that's what we call in the psych world the Madonna complex. 
you know, the Virgin Mary complex. I ain't no Virgin Mary. Uh-huh. You know, if you're my man, right. and, and then, then that's everything with you is everything with me. And, and especially if we're monogamous, and what a lot of black men don't understand is that when you have monogamy and she know that you ain't dealing with nobody else, you can get whatever you want from her. You want to watch porn, let's pop it in. You want to to whoop me with this leather strap, go on and do it. You want me to wear high heels, go on and do it. But if I feel like you sharing, there'll be no bruises when I go to work. That's all. (laughs) Okay, on my neck and stuff. Just let me be, look, let me live. Mm -mm. Right. Don't whoop me like I stole nothing. Just, you know, slight tap on the hands. But I think that there's a lot of um, stigma that's attached with being a black woman and our sexuality. So it's like either we're a freak or we're a virgin. There is no in between. And I don't, I reject that idea. You know what I'm saying? I reject the idea that you feel that I was on this show. That's what I meant to tell you. And they were saying that they were, some of them were married, some of them were not. And they were saying that like, you know, in order for their woman to have sex with them, they would have to mow the lawn. They got to wash the car. And I'm like, y'all must like real talk. Like, and then dude was like, what do I have to do to get her in the mood? And I'm like, to be honest with you, she must not like you. Because, I mean, my ex-husband exactly. was dropped that gorgeous. And, I mean, the minute he would walk in the house, it was going down three times a day. Right. And then dude, this is how you know they really hate black women. He's like, he still cheated on you. I said, right, but that's his internalization. That's not mine. I don't internalize that. I did everything I was go. supposed to do. You understand and a lot what I'm of saying? black so I women want... messed that up. Yeah. Yes, and they say, girl, they the, the all, thing yeah. that hurts me so bad when I watch it on reality shows is when they say, what did I do wrong? What could I have yep, done better? Girl, nothing. Yeah, not me. I'd be like, fuck you. You fucked up. Bye, bitch. That's where I'm at in life. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, bye, because I did everything I was supposed to. You wanted chicken cutlets? I made chicken cutlets. You wanted Asian food? I made that. You needed turkey? I did that. You wanted fresh collard uh-huh. greens? I did that. You needed this done on, on, on these certain days. But when you're attracted, what a lot of black men don't understand is that we are just as sexual as you are. So when we're attracted to you and we're comfortable with our bodies and you make us feel beautiful, what? We putting right. it down all the time. So I was like, well, she must not yep. like you. And the black man rejected that idea. I said, well, how come it's okay for you to be abrasive with us, but we can't be honest with you? And right. tell you, hey, maybe she don't like you. You know what I'm saying? Maybe mm-hmm. she don't like you. You ain't got to mow no lawn. Right. I don't even want no steak. Tell me, I got to set some candles. What am I going to do with the candles? Burn the house right. down? And at we don't need all that. not even her man no more. At that there point, you go. Even her man get a shower anymore. and let's child. get it popping. Mm-hmm. Get a shower and let's get it popping. You know what I'm saying? And so there's, I also think that we as women, you know, because they always talk about the women doing the switching bait. I say, you guys pull the switching bait too. I say, you talk about our breast sagging. What about your balls? You understand what I'm saying? You talk about us cutting our hair. What about your ball spots? You want me to have a six-pack? Uh-huh. You better have one, too. And it was like, well, how would you Damn go right. about it? I said, well, unfortunately, if my man started gaining weight, we're not eating potatoes in the house. No, you can uh-huh. eat this salad. Clearly, that's the problem. Right. Yeah, you can't eat no french fries You can get the salad, you can eat these zucchini strips That's about it We not finna mm-hmm. sit up here We not finna sit up here and get the diabetes We just lost five dog to diabetes And we just lost um, another gentleman In, in the celebrity world of black men to diabetes that, 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 There's no Chicago, reason Chicago, right here, Doug, Doug yeah. Banks Chicago, Doug Banks Right yep. Mm-hmm. Nice looking man, look like he was healthy, but it's that, you know, and I, and I tell men all the time, if you can't control what goes in your mouth, you can't control what comes out of it either. You're a dangerous species. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, you know, that means that you'll put anything in your mouth. I can't trust you because I can't mm-hmm. trust what you even put in your body because clearly you don't care about yourself. So that means you can't care about me. Yeah. So I had to start taking stuff back to the original element. Now, so if I come to Chicago 
because I might want to come up there for my birthday weekend. We could probably do that, and um, because I think I don't That's have anything planned. Just, just a real quick. It's only an eight-hour drive. Just a real quick. You know, it's a forty-five-minute flight, and um, come up there and do something for the weekend. So you're saying the South Side? What's one of the best places to be on the South Side? Like to I go out or to have like a nice time or to have a gathering. To have a gathering or a nice time. Mm-hmm. I love Soul Veg. It's a all it's a uh, black vegetarian restaurant that's mm-hmm. off of Seventy Fifth Street. And then I also like um it's a place in Hyde Park. I just went not too long ago too. Um it's a all black owned restaurant. Um mm. what's the name of that uh restaurant in Hyde Park that we went to? The one that I took uh in Trinity to. What's the name of it? The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. That's it. The Lighthouse. Really nice atmosphere. Great food. Really? Great environment. Very eclectic. And you will really okay, love good. that area. Lots of places to go and uh, shop and little boutiques and stuff that you could go mm, to. Okay. Real nice, uh, swanky place right there. So yeah, either one see, of that's, those that's spots my is one of my faves. Yeah. Okay, so we could, like, basically book out, like, a space or a few tables in there and be able to have something catered where people could come, do, like, a meet and greet, and then we'll sit there and we'll have our discussion for them. And I definitely would want to invite Ryan Henry to, you know, talk about that and talk about dating in Chicago. And just because I think that it's mm-hmm. all different. And there were a lot of studies that came out in uh, U.S. News and World Report and in Cosmo Magazine that were saying, like, should women be moving to the more heavily populated areas um, where there are more single men or more divorced men, because they're saying that demographically, and it's not just black women, it's white women, Hispanic women, like no one is finding their link. And I also think that social media has something to do with that, because I feel like when people yeah. are socially retarded, they could just turn to social media and think that they're in a relationship. That's why we have an entire culture <laughs> around catfish. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. why does this even exist? The first okay. time I go to FaceTime you and you don't pick up the phone, bye. We're, we're not going to be able right, to work it I out. I know you had Exactly. You yeah, had you know, and everybody you is on, something. you know, social media. Like, the guy I was dealing with, he didn't have um, Facebook or any of that stuff. He was in business, whatever, whatever. But he had, you know, a business page and things like that. And I appreciated that because I'm like, uh, I don't feel like clicking that that button and seeing who brought, you know, what brought you pictures you like. Cause now I got to act like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't see it. And I, you uh, know, and men exactly. don't think that we're psycho like that. No, we are. We're just as psycho as you are. Uh-huh. So my thing is if I'm yeah, spending time with you, I'm trying to protect what you do. Oh yeah. You know, I'm trying to protect my investment. So that's why I don't like mm-hmm. my, what I call my beloveds on my social media, because I don't want you to take something that one of my fans or one of my followers say and take that to heart. Like I know this motherfucker and I don't. You understand what I'm saying? I literally right. spend damn near 24 hours a day in my house. I don't leave my house. I haven't even been working out because I've been so busy because I'm one of them people that, like, I literally will load my plate up, and then until I finish everybody off the plate, I won't put the plate down. So I have no time for relationships. Right. And, you know, I've been single for, ooh, I've been divorced almost eight years, so I've been single really for, like, six I mean, there's there's people I date here and there, but like I tell these men, you have nothing to threaten me with. What you gonna do? Not call me? You don't call me anyway. Right. 
You know, and I think that what right. men don't and understand okay is that just like talking to you. And I'm and I'm okay when I talk to you. I'm listen, I, this other dude, I drove him up a wall because he would not call for a day or two. I don't give a shit. I'm busy too. I'm assuming right. because you're a parent that I you know, so he was like, Yeah, I stayed out all night and I'm thinking to myself, if you was a real G, you ain't gonna sit there and tell me that you stayed out all night. You know I'm mentally unstable. Child please. Right. Mm mm. But he you wanted said that to, to get a reaction. And that's the game. Right. And yeah, I didn't react. I said, did you have a good time? He said, yeah, right. I had a good time. That's, wow. These are things he that are not my problem. Cool. But I'm going to put that in my antidote bag so that when I go to Toronto and you get your feelings hurt because I'm around like-minded people and people that are doing things that you're not, then I don't want to hear it. And it's not about jealousy. Uh-huh. It's just about the fact that I know some amazing, amazing people. I know talented artists, talented businessmen. My boy Sergio Senatore. I want to send a shout out to him. He just started a group called Cult. T.O., he used to be with um, Clean okay. Media. Those are the people that if you're on my Instagram, you see at miss.d.scott. When we go to brunch and then we were there with him, uh, NBA All-Star Weekend. I didn't pay for anything the entire weekend. I mean, he has a beautiful girlfriend. She lives in Boston. He severed ties with Clean Media. He was with them for almost a decade and literally within 30 days started Cult T.O. So you can follow them at Cult T.O., which is Cult Toronto, which is his new branding situation where he's branding everything. And, I mean, this is a guy that I could talk to Sergio on Saturday in Toronto, and then on Monday he's in, you know, Bora Bora. Or Amsterdam. Wow. Like, he's been Amsterdam, yeah, like, he's a mover and a shaker, and this is what he does. He makes his livelihood, you know, with these relationships that he has with people, and that's the type of person I am. So now that you've called, it's like, okay, make sure you go follow me on Instagram so I can follow you back so that when we're trying to get this thing ready for Chicago, we can get this done, because I think that maybe we can try to make that happen in the month of June. I miss Chicago. I love y'all waterfront. I love y'all, mag- you know, y'all magnificent mile. I love it. I, I, I exactly. spent a lot of time so in Chicago. It'll be great for you anyway. June yeah, will be great. I love, right I now, loved you my just time. Some of the snow. It just snowed a day ago. I know. It was snowing here because we're upstate New York, right across the bridge from Canada. So if you're ever up in this area or near Toronto, Buffalo, Niagara Falls, this is the area that we're in. So, you know, we you know, we try to, like, when we have our people come in or whatever, whatever, we try to put them up or, you know, just let them know, hey, just mm-hmm. let us know when you're coming to town. We can put you in a hotel or we can put you in an Airbnb or one of our properties or whatever. Okay. And then we like to sit Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We like to sit, and, and we're very proud of our city, 716. But also, you know, we're one of the seven natural wonders of the world. And so it's it's, e- it's easy to forget that when you're going through day-to-day life, and you're like, oh, yeah, by the way, Niagara Falls is right down the street. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? When, right, I, when I'm out right. running. So once I finish up this week of my anxiety and get my house together and, you know, um, start building out my house. house it's like too. oh thank you that. so much and Saladin's getting ready to um purchase his studio as well so I mean we're both buying the house on the oh, same day um oh yeah we teamed up with the city to try to you know do some renovation so we're definitely the type of people that want to give back to the community we ain't scared to live in black neighborhoods because we are black so it's not like you know and I'm not worried about my home <laughs> value because we're getting the house yeah like some people are like you know and we're not in gentrified areas Niagara Falls hasn't been gentrified yet and I'm not we're not purchasing properties waiting on that. We're purchasing properties because we need space for ideas, you know, and, and, it, and exactly. it's only natural. We are one of the cheapest places 
to live, I think, in the country, like, honestly. So, like, even really? Chicago, I watch a, oh, yeah, I watch a lot of House Hunters and HGTV, and even in Chicago, in some of your gentrified neighborhoods, you guys are still paying three, 400000 for houses that yeah, you're going to have to easy. put 200000 in. That's crazy. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. You could buy a house so you here for ten thousand dollars. You gotta work. <laughs> exactly. You know that's and funny I would that you never say that. You that because y'all are in New York. I would never right, believe but that. Right, but we're in New York, New York State, upstate by right. Toronto. Now New York City, yeah. My uncle's house was probably appraised at like eight hundred thousand, and it's no different in size than my mother's house. You understand what I'm saying? Which my mom wow. paid like eighteen grand for mm-hmm. her house, and then we put forty, fifty thousand into it. Now. With um with Chicago, you know, it, it's one of the things that it's like I love that area because I love the culture and I love the enrichment about it. So you're going to have to make sure you be my tour guide when we come there. So you'll have to be my contact person because oh, yeah. I don't work with an agent. That's I kind of do my own thing. Saladin will 100% be with me, right, if we roll up to Chicago? I don't know. Road trip. He goes, hell yeah, because we've just been thinking about <laughs> little things that we can do with my son, and my son is always – very active with me um, when we do these things because I want him to know mommy works. You understand what I'm saying? So okay, I, you know, in him choosing a queen, I, o- I also want him, doesn't matter what race, whatever, I just want him to be like, look, you can't come at me like X, Y, and Z, and I, I watch my mother work. I watch my mother go to work every single day and make sure that things got, got popping. So what are you bringing to the table? And one of the things I also, I, you know, I said to these black men on the show last week was, I said, you know, you can't ask a woman like me what I bring to the table. No, you bring in this placemat. And I got the table and six exactly. chairs, eight if I need them. And he says to me, he says, well, what happens? You, you know, you're talking about if a man loses his job, he loses his kingship. I said, after about six months when you don't want to work. You know, I said, black men have gotten in. They've done Dateline specials on it. Where if they can't do what they were doing before, whether that's engineer or whether that was business owner or whatever, whatever, they don't want to take the job at Walmart. They don't want, I'm not saying go work at Burger King, but they don't want to take a job where within six months because of their expertise they could be promoted, whatever. Mm-hmm. Bring the money home. That's, that's your job. That's what you're supposed to do. So you think that a woman yeah. wants to come home and, and suck your dick or, or have sex with you and you ain't bringing no money in the house and then you just sat up in this house all day playing video games? And play PlayStation watching, watching the yes. Yeah, no, ma'am. And a lot of black women will not tell these black men the truth. Like, that is unattractive. You know why? The coochie dries up. I don't know why. They're scared. A piece of a man is better than no man. Wait, hold on. I got to say that that again. She said, a piece of a man is better than no man. That's why black women are scared to tell black men the truth. I never heard of such a thing. (laughs) I'll show you that. So, wait, 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 wait. wait. So, they will lie to these fools. But do they know that that's more detrimental? To our society than to tell a guy, hey, you fucking up. Take that job. Do what you need to do. You know what I'm saying? God bless the child that's got his own. Take that job. Do what you need to do and get this money. So this gentleman says to me, and this is funny. I think you'll like this. He says, well, what if the black Mm -hmm. woman loses her job? I said, I don't know a black woman that don't got two hustles. So that'll never happen. Hello. I said, I've been having two jobs since I'm 12 years old. So I said, whether a black black woman is selling Mary Kay, whether she's doing hair on the side in the kitchen beautician, we stay having two hustles. So I don't even know what you're talking Mm -hmm. about, whether we're selling coffee, beans, whatever. We always oh, have impending two hustles. Okay, for Lil Ray Ray, we gonna get, okay. we gonna get for Lil Ray, Ray and, and Rakeem the and them. Okay, mm-hmm. and we that's what they the don't understand. Gone. I said, why is it that black women are the number one highest um, 
highest number of people that are becoming new entrepreneurs in 2015 and 2016. We are the highest number, but we're also the highest number of people that are afflicted with new AIDS cases. What does that tell you? Yep. You know, so if you haven't done so already, you have to get Mm -hmm. Saladin's book, Games. I think he introduced it during the uh, Periscope class. You have to get Games because I actually did a guest guest chapter in there called Stay in Your Lane. And I talk about the quote-unquote, the nigga. And that's the guy that shows up when you trying to break up with a motherfucker. And he be like, nah, nah, nah. What happened was, and he, he'll he try to put everything on you. And I want black women to stop internalizing these black men's problems. And then these black men get mad and they say, you think you a dude? No, I thought I was you because you keep making me internalize your shit. So I thought mm-hmm. I was you. And I I'm just a mirror of what I see. In order to live. Yeah. There you go. Right and I that, said, right. I, you know, and, and shout out to my girl, Ashley, again. I said, I only know one black stay-at-home mom, and her husband is in the military. She's beautiful. She got four beautiful little babies, two girls, two boys. But I don't know anybody doing a damn thing like that. And to be honest with you, darling, I wouldn't trust no dude to take me off my job. I would still be at home in the Internet trying to buy houses, flip them, like trying to do something, just in case do my man fell upon hard times. Yeah, and then it's like, okay, well, I lose this one job. Okay, cool. Well, then I could just work 100% at this job. I'm good with that. That's how I've been my whole life. I've never had the luxury of depending on any man other than my father. And even then when you're young and you're poor, you don't want to ask your dad for nothing. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to ask your mom for nothing because you're like, I got sibling. There you go. And they ain't got it. So you like, I got to go out there and make this happen. But what I've never done is mess with a dude based on his bankroll or based on what he could what he could do for me. Because in the end, right. I felt like if you ugly, you just ugly. There's nothing I could do. You know what I'm saying? I can't do ugly. I got to think about the children. No. I always think about kingship, queenship, I thought all I was the only one that felt that way. My mama told no, me No, I'm shallow as hell. It's okay for them to say what they like, but we can't say it. Nope, I do not do ugly. And I'm with the beard gang. I like a beard. I like them thick. I like them tall. They could be thick. And I like them to work. And it's funny because somebody said, well, you know, to deal with you, Mm-hmm. Somebody got to have six figures, this, that, and the third. No, they don't. Let me tell you something. I said, my new passion is now renovating these houses. I really love doing it. And it's amazing how you fight your whole life not to be like your mother, to be like your father, and you end up just like them, right, just yeah. in a different way. So I'm proud of that fact. Um, I'm not way. tech savvy, yeah. but I can look at stuff and say this will go here, and this is where we can cut costs. I'm very excited to start renovating my house and to help Saladin with his house because, you know, he needs a woman's touch because he got two daughters, my nieces. You know what I'm saying? And I'm very Uh excited to be able to have my family, to have my family dinners, because I'm still old school. And it was funny because a gentleman last week, I said, look, I'm a traditionalist. He's like, no, you're a feminist when it suits you. I said, first of all, you don't even know me. I'm not a feminist. I don't subscribe to that philosophy. I want you to be a man so I could be a woman. Okay, I don't mind cooking you some chicken and macaroni and cheese and collard greens and all that stuff. But then if that's the case, then go build me a house. You shut up. That's damn right. Because I ain't doing all of that if you ain't adding on. I'm not doing none of that. And you know what's funny is if I had a dude that was a contractor, say he made like forty, fifty thousand a year, he was a mason worker or whatever, whatever, we could get money because I'm like, yo, I could buy this house and he could come in there and do a lot of the sweat equity and then we could pull this money out. I would love that. You don't have to be. And I think that at this point and at this stage in the game, I have to be with somebody that is business-minded just like me because when I jump up and I say I'm going to Chicago or I'm going to L.A. or I'm going over here for a week, two weeks, a month, whatever, you got to understand. You either can roll or you can't. 
So that's right. why I do, like, seriously. Yeah. Now, your your relationship with your boyfriend, he has a job as well. Are you guys in the same field? No, we're not in the same field. He actually works for four motor companies, and he's okay. been with them at but least for major companies. So it is kind of right. the same thing. So he understands there's a level of responsibility that comes for working for Ford and working for a major grocery store chain. You got to come to work on time. You have a dress code. You, have you know to. what I'm saying? You have either to. are salaried or you picking to. up overtime, and the job has to get done, especially when you're in a position of power. So I get that it works. Mm-hmm. It you know, does. It, it does. And he works now, a lot is there of hours anything? Well, so. There you go. And that's what I'm talking about. Somebody that's just willing to say, you know what, I'm gonna get it done, so that you don't gotta yep. do it. You understand what I'm yep. saying? Now, do y'all got? Do now, you guys have children in common that. or separate? No, we don't have children right now. Not that at all. Is Not on his side or y'all. Just yet. That, that is. is good. And I'm glad. The, the thing for us, contrary to what most people would believe. I personally don't want to have any children until we actually go ahead and get married or at least have Well, no, honey, that's how you're supposed sort. to do it. That's what our ancestors did. Right. <laughs> that's okay, what I okay. did. I, I, had, mean, I got married and then I had a baby. Everybody looks at me like I'm crazy when I say that kind of no, stuff. No, because but, the norm has um, become we celebrate baby showers and baby mamas instead of wives. And it shouldn't yeah, be that way. Right. It shouldn't be. You're we right. are in a in a in an era of babies' moms, and it's not not something to be ashamed of. But it's not. I need last name and half. I need rights. I need to be able to walk up on your ass and be like, "What's up?" You understand what I'm saying? Because I have that right. <laughs> I need to be able to that. explain. I need to be able to explain to my son, no matter what happened, me and your father loved each other at one point. We got married. We got divorced. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. I still carry your father's last right. name. That was very important to right. me. And I didn't get married until I was 28. Yeah, I was 28. Yeah, I was 28. I had my son at 29. So there's no rush. You know, and to be honest with you, if it wasn't for my son, I got pregnant, like, right after I got married. Like, my husband knew what he was doing, my ex-husband. For me, I didn't want children either because I just wanted to travel. I wanted to do what the fuck I wanted to do. I wanted to be that career, you know, driven business person. And my best friend uh-huh. is like that. That's why she's, the, you know, the, the auntie to my son. Because I told her, I said, listen, I wanted your life. I wanted the dope condo and the cars and to be able to travel and, you know, at the drop of one. But then when I became a mother, I was a mother long before I had given birth. You know, I had brothers, I had a sister, you know. So for me, being a mom was always going to be in the cards no matter what. And so when it all happened quickly with me, because I get very anxious, you know, it just my mom was like, Denisha, married. You know what I'm saying? You have the baby. You you know, you're with your husband. It's okay. Like, I thought I was going to get a whooping because I was pregnant. You know what I'm saying? After I got yeah, married. because that's the so, era that we came from. Yeah, we come from, like, if you get pregnant, I'm not helping you with your kids. And you like, wait a minute. Yeah, so I was right. always you terrified, know. you know, yeah. to, to have I'm a baby. But my parents. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and let me say this. Like, I was very terrified of pregnancy as well. Like, I had to have a C-section because my son was way too big. He was almost nine pounds. Wow. But. I girl, I ain't get no stretch marks. I ain't have no morning sickness. I ain't have none of that. But there's a natural order to things, and there's no rush. And it was funny because last week they were saying to me, they were like, "So you've been engaged six times?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Why is that?" I said, "That's because that's what I required." I said, "You think I'm gonna sit up here and date one of y'all black asses for five and seven years, and you not putting a ring on it?" Come on now, Man, that's what I required. It's, it's I required lot. that at some point, and, and don't get it twisted, what I didn't tell him is that the reason I've been engaged so many times is because that's how many times a motherfucker fucked up. 
every time a, a guy would fuck up, he knew, like, she's not going to talk to me unless I yeah, and that's grandiose, what I call the grandiose gesture. And you'll read about it in the game, in, in the book Games with Saladin, uh, you know, the psychoanalysis mm-hmm. of trick behavior. You'll read about it. And I don't think that they were tricked. I just think that they felt like, you know, I made a sacrifice and I hurt her. So at this point, I have to make a, right. a, make a sacrifice to fix it. Man's number one job right. in life is just to fix shit. So whether you're a carpenter, whether you are an engineer, whether you're a worker, you work at a grocery store, you fuck up, you fix it. That's all we want. And my line. You know, I could deal with you coming to me telling me, you know, I fucked up. I had a week night when I was out of town and I was with the strippers or whatever, whatever. It is what it is. But you got to be able to promise Mm -hmm. me and prove to me that you're not going to do that again. Because we're not married. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do when you're not married. Because you're not going to like it when I do what I want to do because I'm not married. <laughs> you know, exactly. You're not gonna you like keep it. making the same mistake. It's no longer a mistake. It's a choice at that point. It's a choice, and at really that point, is. you need to get you need to get help. So I have to deal with the fact I'm crazy as hell. So I attract all the crazies, and I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I appreciate every dark, twisted thing about any black man that I have ever dealt with. But I get supremely disappointed at the fact that they don't see themselves how I see them, and it's like I can't make you. See yourself, like I told this dude, I said, you like the chick in high school that got ran through. Like, everybody slept with her. Everybody got a story about her. You understand what I'm saying? And that makes me Uh unattracted to you because I don't want to hear about none of my hoes, none of my dudes that I deal with, especially not a black man, an attractive, successful black man in this field. I don't want to hear about that from the streets by women that you shouldn't have even given the time of day to. They ask you what time it is. You say, I don't know. That's where I'm at in life. And that's that Chicago pimp shit coming out of me because I can't, I don't have time for that. Like, I will not, I won't even entertain it. I'll tell somebody in in a minute, like, I will hurt you and your whole soul. I'm not here for the game. I don't care about sex. I want your soul. Well, I'm not going to give it to you. I'm going to take it anyway. So you may as well just go. And it's not personal either when you say it. It's not personal. This is just real because you don't want to go through what you've already experienced. Yeah, and it's like, you know, you get to a place where you're like, I've dated you before, it's just your name was something else. Your occupation That's was it. something else. You know, so is there That's anything it. that you want to let people know how to find you on uh, Instagram or on any social media? I really appreciated your conversation. Make sure you shoot me an email uh-huh. or you comment on Facebook so I can find you. You can find me on my website at www.stayinyourlane123.com. Shoot me an email there. It goes right to my phone. Then I will. Send it to you. We can try to set up the um, the Chicago situations that stay in your lane one two three dot com. Make sure you send me an email. And like I said, is there anything that you want to let the people know that you do or that you want to promote before we get off this call? Well, right now I don't have an actual event that I have that I want to promote, but I do want to promote the fact that no matter where you are and what it is you're doing in your life. Find something or find an entity of some sort that you can give your time to where you can promote sisterhood or brotherhood or whatever it is that is important to you in your life. And that was one of the things that uh, became paramount for me after kind of going through my brother Saladin's class. There's so many things that you can spend your time in doing, but you got to actually find the time in your day or your schedule to give that time to the things that you're passionate about. So I would say just promote being passionate about 
loving your brother, loving your sister. That's the only way we're going to stop a lot of the bullshit that we see on a day-to-day basis that happens in our communities. So I will always So you're talking about when he was saying about the proper time management, right? When he was saying that people that can't manage their time properly are dangerous because they don't have proper Mm -hmm. time management, and I agree with that, you know? So now what are you doing – um, that you might think is a little different for your for your sisterhood in in Chicago. Well, right this second, uh, Saladin knows this young lady who loves him dearly. Her name is Shaborn, and she has yes, an organization Shaborn. called Yes, she has an organization called the Queen by All Means Soul. Yeah, and right now uh, they're in the process of going through this six week spiritual fast, so to speak, and not necessarily a fast from food, but a fast from right. just certain, all certain kinds energy. of negative energy that, exactly, right. and just getting your mind right and focusing in on those things, those those uh, those values or whatever it is that you want for your life and making that tangible within the six weeks. So I've joined forces with her. Very cool sister. I love her dearly. And she is very, very similar to you, actually. Very, very is similar. And uh, the personality. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. We have some very interesting conversations behind closed doors. But um, real cool chick. I love her to death. And we're just really vibing on reconnecting the sisterhood in the community because it's kind of fucked up right now. And, and, yeah, and I just think that, that we're either hating babies, on each other. Yeah. We're either hating on each other or, like I said to that female, she never responded back. She better not. I was waiting. I, people don't understand. Like, I wake <laughs> up. I told you when the wish a bitch was. I'd be like, I wish a bitch was. So so and I only silly. call them bitch because so they don't know. I don't know their name individually. But I feel like if you would talk about your sister like that, you would talk about anybody like that. You understand what I'm saying? So what yeah. is wrong with this yeah. black woman being proud of her body and being beautiful? This is not a situation where she was a stripper. And even if she was a stripper, what did you do to help her not be a stripper? You didn't do anything, so you shut up. Like I said not about when that, they were trying so to talk what? about my little it's baby girl. Yeah, yeah, I said to them, I said, if you didn't try to help her in the way that I did, you don't get to talk about her. I could say whatever the hell I want to say about the particular young lady that was in question. I said, but you can't because I've never seen you nowhere trying to help her. I was there when she was crying. I was there talking to her mom. I was there when she was telling me about her story. I was there when she came to me and wanted me to help her write her book. You understand what I'm saying? So that yeah. she could let people know. I was there with her. And her family. And I knew her mother from high school. So you don't get to talk about somebody that I know. I said, I won't allow it. I said, no different than if I know you. I won't let nobody talk about anybody that I know personally and they're not there. And Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that I love about Ryan Leslie, or not Ryan Leslie, uh, Ryan Henry with the tattoo shop in Chicago. That's one of the things that I love about true black men that say, you know what, I'm not going to talk about that because they're not here to defend themselves. That's what I want women to start saying. We have to stop being Katie Petty and Petty Crocker and Petty Hardaway. We have to stop doing that. And I'm Queen Petty. So when this young lady came at me, now once I found out the story about the chick that had the four kids and she got four kids with different dads and, you know, whatever, whatever, I don't look at her like Uh a sister that's like like a hoe. It's like, well, obviously you beautiful. Your skin is beautiful. Your body's Uh beautiful. She works for one of the top-ranking financial firms in the world. 
You know what I'm saying? Which that doesn't hold right. much weight because I know what she's talking about. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's a bank. But uh-huh. at the end of the day, and she works as a bottle girl on the weekends. I respect any woman that's out there getting her hustle on. And one of the young ladies that said to her, but when do you spend time with your kids? When do you get to be a mom? You don't oh, get really? to ask that question, Broad. But right. she was messing with her baby's dad. That's why she asked the question because she was like, we always got your kids. Da, 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 da. This girl got four but, kids but, by four different oh, men. Oh, my goodness. Right. But my right. whole thing but is if this. she really cared, Let's, she wouldn't even be going into that. It, it, there you it, go. It but not matter. only that, it doesn't even we matter. need to be questioning black men, like, why do you keep running up in her like that? I mean, she dropped that gorgeous. I yeah. mean, her body is ridiculous. But at the same time, we have I to start it. wanting I more. Yeah, we have to start wanting more. It can't just be, I'm just trying to hit it and quit it. Because what a lot of men don't understand is we get petty like that, too, where we just want to hit it and quit it, too. And let let me just point something out again. You know, there was a, a lot of controversy going on around about, like, guys saying, like, when they do one-night stands, I said, let's be clear. You're not in control when you walk in that room. I said, if a woman walks in the room with you and she don't know you and she has sex with you on the first day, that means she's found your flaw. You're not that dude either. Don't flatter yourself. No, you're not. She just wanted to bust. She just, she just wanted to bust, you. too. She just know you wasn't right. shit, and, and she wasn't going to have to keep the relationship going. Y'all going to do what y'all do. People get so confused with emotions that they forget about the business aspect of a relationship. And right now, you know, any woman that's in a situation like that's great that you and your boyfriend don't have kids. You guys are coming equally yoked. You guys are both working for Fortune right. 500 companies because Ford is one, and so is, you know, the, the, the corporation you're working for because they're up there with all of these, right. like Kroger's, all that other mm-hmm. stuff. So, you know, you guys are coming from the same spectrum so for me it's like I keep trying to date guys that are quote-unquote regular and then I get a lot of slack because they're like you don't date regular guys no I do try to date regular guys and then they do regular shit and then I have to regularly cuss them out and then they are inconsistent about their regular shit and then I have no tolerance for it and then I'm not regular either so what are you gonna do walk the red carpet with me with your regular ass with your regular fears and expectations of what kind of relationship that we're supposed to have regular shit with my friends and family that yeah you know and do regular shit that I expect you to do Dude, sometimes I go to the grocery store in, in footy pajamas, okay, because I don't mm-hmm. care. You understand what I'm saying? But right. I need somebody that's going to protect me and going to keep me safe, and you doing regular shit that every other regular black man has done is not going to make me feel safe and protected. I need somebody, and I always say this, and I shouldn't say this, but I always say you know, to somebody, like, would you kill for me? Like, if I came to you and told you that X, Y, and Z was going on, would you kill for me? Because if you wouldn't kill for me, Right, not real death, but p- defend my honor. Basically, then right. I can't kill for you right. either, because I would never listen. I dated right. a guy once, off and on for eight years. I went and I knew he was the whore of the south, honey. He was the worst. He was <laughs> gorgeous stuff, but he was the whore of the south. But he was a good black man. He was good to me. Uh-huh. All that whore shit. He didn't do none of that shit to me. Whatever, whatever. When we was together, it was like a movie. It was like a fantasy fairy tale. I couldn't marry him, though. I wouldn't move back to the to Florida. I wouldn't do none of that shit. So part of that's my fault. But at the same time, it was like, well, mm. it was fun while it lasted. But I won't let nobody talk about him. You understand what I'm saying? Because I'm no. like, you allowed him to do that fuck shit to you. I didn't. He knows. I would have knocked his head off. Now, he's one of the first men that I never had to argue or really fight with because he's not with the shit. He'd be like, Denise, stop it. And I'd be like, whatever. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Go throw my, tant- my tantrum elsewhere. 
You understand what I'm saying? But we got to a point where it became a standstill. And he was a professional guy. He was a CIO of a company, you know, doing major things, drop dead gorgeous, no kids, no nothing. But I'm like, do I really feel like having another baby? Do I really feel like moving back to Florida? I really don't. So I just, we have to shut it down. But he's going to always, because of everything... Yeah, well, yeah, they were. And I just, I don't trust him 100% to make me a housewife and to stay at home and raise your baby because that's what he was going to require because he's crazy. He's psycho just like me. But it's funny because he's undiagnosed. So this is a guy that goes to work every day and these motherfuckers don't know he's crazy. You understand? Uh-huh. <laughs> like they don't know. They think they dealing with just like, oh, he seems like he has it all together. Shit. You better uh-huh. check them uh, off all his drawers. Okay, uh-huh. you better check them off his drawers. That dude be, you know what I'm saying? He's off the chain. So off I always, yeah. yeah, you know, and he's got, he's in a lot of pain. So whenever you see people self-medicating, whether it's drugs, whether it's alcohol, I always feel for that because that's a form of self-medication. You know, here I am going through panic attacks. I can't even get out of the bed, but I'm like, time to make the donuts. You know what I'm saying? I got to, yep. I got to do what I got to do. Because if I don't do it, I can't depend on no man, especially not no black man, to do it. Now, I got a lot of flack for saying that I wanted to try to date white men. You know, I'm very scared, you know what I'm saying, to do that. Just because, like, I'm not very familiar with certain cultures. You know, you got your Polish, you got your Italian, Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. But I know that I'm very tired of black men right now. I'm very tired, you know what I'm saying? So when you've been dating a certain species for 25 years, you know, th- th- you know, 20 years, you have to look and say, it's not that I'm picking all bad people. They can't, you can't say that. I pick all different kind of no. black men. And it's just like you guys have the same underlying thing. You understand what I'm saying? You don't know what it looks like. Like, I don't need a man to be a father to my child. I just need you to show my son what it looks like to love his mother because that's something that nobody else will be able to do but you. Right, he has a father. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I don't need you to raise my child. I don't need you to contribute to his college fund, his his education. I don't need you to do any of that. I just need you to show my son what it looks like in a healthy relationship to love his mother. Cause my son is not with it. He be like, uh, uh-uh. my son ain't seen a dude. He don't want to see a dude. He ain't seen a dude. He don't want to have a conversation should. about it. But, and he, and he don't. Not but, until you're serious about who it is you're dealing with. He shouldn't. And you're doing a very good job by keeping him from that. Right, but I'm also trying to do that because I feel like he's my young king. He's my young prince. So, you know what I'm saying? The woman that he chooses, not to say that she will be like me, but we often do choose mates that are like our parents. You know, so I choose men that are like my father. My father worked in a factory. You know, he worked, but if he didn't do nothing else, he worked. My stepdad worked up until, you know, my mom died. You know, I watched him administer CPR to my mother, and she was a corpse. You know, so for that, Uh, it's like, oh, yeah, like, that's love. i never seen no shit like that before in my life. So I was just like, wow, you know, it's just just a different generational situation. And then I tend to attract younger guys because I'm terrified of older guys because it's like my, my grandmother, and it's funny, bless her heart, she used to tell me, oh, guys got worms. So I used to always oh think that, like, word. I swear to God, too, I swear to God, she used to be like, she's from she Alabama. Want, but some older guys got a lot of sense. I would choose an older guy over a younger guy any day of the See, week. See, but the thing, the problem with older guys is, especially the Chicago cats, right they'd be like, nah, not mm-hmm. you. 
they be like, uh-uh, you're going to cause me a problem. I'd be like, no, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be interesting because I do miss Chicago so much, so I'm so glad that you called. But Saladin is committing that he will come up there that weekend. I know he don't got to work. It's the weekend of my birthday, and in the following weekend I'll be in um in New Orleans. So if you're not following me on Instagram, make sure you follow me at miss.d.scott. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at DMSST93. And if you're following, are you following him on Facebook? Oh, yeah. I'm following. Okay, so you you know you know you can find me on Facebook. I'll allow that because I know that you know him through them. Because normally I tell people I don't let people on my Facebook because it's just friends and family because it's people that I know. Uh, I'm actually a third on party your or Facebook. Somebody. You uh you let me in. I forgot how long ago it was. It might have been a month now. I think we've been Facebook friends for a month, but I don't wait. Get what's your name on Facebook? Anita Burton. Oh yes. Girl, you were supposed to call last week. Yes, okay. But you called yourself (laughs) something else just now. Amazia. That's the name that I actually go by. Anita is just, you know, for legal purposes. And it was Barnes, wasn't it? I haven't changed it. Yes, yes. Yep, I got you. Okay. All right, so I just like one of your posts. Yeah, that is that me. So, okay. Yeah, we're following each other. Yay! We're that's so good. I'm so excited. Other. I love talking to people that are that already know how I am because I always feel bad, like when people don't know, <laughs> and then they like listen to my shows are. and they be like, they be like, I don't know if Ooh. I'm gonna be able to come on or I'm gonna be like, I'm like, <laughs> dude, I'm harmless. As long as you don't say no fuck shit about black men or black women, we good. But if you want to start the war, right. then I'm I'm prepared for battle. You know what I'm saying? So I could talk about the black man. But you can't. You understand what I'm saying? Because I don't right. think that you but know you've experienced what I've experienced. That's a beautiful thing. You know, so, yeah, I'm excited. Now I'm now I'm all excited. Yeah. This is be my new project to look up these restaurants because I become like very obsessed with places, and I'll start looking everything mm-hmm. up, and then being like, okay, we could take a day trip up there. And I I know Saladin's yeah, schedule, so even though we're both going to be when. deep in a renovation, we'll come up. Um, mm-hmm. I'll probably bring my son because he'll be fresh out of school, and then we'll get to come up there, you know, dine on some fine cuisine. I know he's going to love South Side of Chicago because that's all anybody ever talks yes, about, and that's will. our scene, very eclectic, very artsy, you know. And just try to get, yes. and you know, you know who else I love that's from um, Chicago is uh, Hebrew Brantley. Very famous artist. He's the one that does all. Girl, you better know who Hebrew Brantley is. He is big, tall, like six foot seven um, guy. He does all those murals of those little black kids as superheroes. Oh, he, he did. Yeah, I, he did an installation. Yeah. yeah, his name's okay. Hebrew Brantley. He's black. He did a um he did an installation downtown. I think he calls them Flyboy. So they're like these these um fiberglass pieces of like little black kids dressed up as superheroes. Now if you follow him on Instagram, he's at Hebrew H E B R U Brantley. Uh-huh. So if you put an H E B R U, he'll come up. And he does amazing. I okay. remember him when he first was coming out of Chicago. Like he really, like they gave him. I want to say they gave him like the key to the city. He's done work with Russell Simmons. He's done work for um, Jay Z. But up. the city of Chicago does a lot of work with him, especially with a lot of the galleries, because he's from there. So he did some work on one of the subways. You know, so and you know what I'm talking about with his work with the little black kids, superheroes. So now he's 
like world famous. So he does Art Basel every year in Miami in December, and he's just he just became a new father, I think. But he's dropped that gorgeous too, so you might want to <laughs> look just a, just a look, you know, just a little he's eye so candy. Silly. But yeah, that's what's coming out of Chicago right now. A lot of art. And I just, I mean, I absolutely love Ryan Harry, and I actually sent him an email not that long ago, and I was like, listen, I want to get you on my show. He don't understand. I'll show up at 9 Mag. Like, what's up? <laughs> do my test yeah, and we're going to do the show here, at the same so time. Yeah, but you have to follow him up? as well, at Ryan Henry Tattoo. He's at 9 Mag. I don't know what area of Chicago he's in, but he only takes um, personal appointments, but he's definitely one of those conscious brothers. He does the Eye of Horus, and he know, you know what I mean? Like, he's very, right, very right. conscious. And he also shares my love for Kurt Cobain and that level of darkness and that level of mental illness that he's free to talk about it. And his mom is very instrumental in his life. So, I mean, and if we could find a pad in Chicago to buy, then I think that me and Saladin would just buy a crib in Chicago just to, you know, what I'm saying, be able to come up there because we both know because we both love the area. And I haven't been there in so, so, so long that it's like, so I'm definitely excited to bring my son up there well, and just to look at some of that water. I can't wait now. So yeah. now you got to, like, find me all the little food places and the little shopping places because I do support small business. Consider I support it black business. And I need vintage shops. I need, like, um, I like, um, I like um, I not so much vintage. just consignment, but just, like, you know, places where I can buy, like, vintage or used stuff because I like to incorporate those pieces with my, my other aesthetic that I'd be doing too much about. Okay. So they got some places so in this area on the north side called Wicker Park. The Wicker Park area has a lot of vintage yes, I've heard of Wicker Park. Uh, places and stuff. Yeah, so we can try that out. I'll look that up for you. I'm definitely, and I'm so and excited about that because I love to meet people that call my show because I'm just like a regular girl, but I will beat a motherfucker down. That's just really how I roll. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? But hey, I just, I, I love that I when y'all call that. me because be y'all can relate. That. I love that, and I really appreciate you because I don't want people to be afraid to call my show. I think that a lot of people are afraid to call the show because they feel like if you have a difference in opinion for me, then I'm going to attack you or I'm going to, and that's, that's not what I'm about. I'm here to dispel any myth and to figure out why you think the way that you think when in actuality it's not it's not that way. You know what I mean? Because I think that right. we as black women, we get a bad rap. And I get tired of black men trying to put us in these boxes, and it's like I don't even know black women like you speak of, so where are you finding them at? You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know black women that just lay around and have babies for a living. I, I, don't, I don't know them. Those are not my friends. Girl. You know what I'm saying? There. Like, I, I don't. They're there. Do you know any? They're there. I don't personally know a lot of them, but. Exactly. You like, I heard there. about it, but you like, this is an yeah, epidemic that I'm like. Yeah, they're, they're out there, and there's nothing that I can do, but I'm not that girl. So what I'm going to do is we're going to beeline from the show. Now that I know who you are, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. But yeah. make sure. I think Saladin's going to have another class in the summer. No, right? Hold on. He like possibly he trying to be mysterious today. We on you know we over here because he always he always comes on my he knows he's here. He's always in the studio with me whenever I do my show. He says she says peace God. 
He's always in the studio because we always have so much to talk about. And then I had to have him look over one of my contracts. I call him my uh, my commandante. So if you ever watch um, <laughs> The Godfather, he's like, I don't make decisions while him or my best friend Kendra when it comes to certain things. So, he, you know, they make sure that I'm protected and then I try to protect them in any way I can. Because, like I said, I'm not that girl. I'm sick when it comes to the business stuff, when it comes to legalities of things and things like that. you got to ask for help. And, you know, we can't trust these hoes and trust none of these ninjas. So, it is what it is. Mm-mm. So thank you so much Damn for sure calling. Can. I'm so excited. So now we can start playing like to, to Chicago. So now we can. So I hope you 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 tune in. But a show that I would want you to really really listen to to really get the gist of who I am as a person. And if you got a pen, I want you to write this down. There's a show called Writing Queen now. Shit. Okay, the Queen show is shit. called Queen Shit. I want you to listen to that show, okay. and I want you to listen to Girl Code 101 and Girl Code 102. Okay. And Girl Code 101 Part 2. Those three shows, I think, are the epitome of who I am as a human being and how I feel about how the black man and how our interpersonal relationships. I want to have a workshop for us to get better, like talk to each other better. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to start with gratitude, not attitude. I I want that. I don't want it to be like a dating thing. I just want it to be like, look at how you talk to me. So in return, because what? you spoke to me like that, now I'm going to bite your face off. Because I'm angry. You're not yeah. angry. You just have an attitude. You understand what I'm saying? You just have right. an ego. I'm angry. And I don't think that black right. men understand that beneath all that armadillo, you know what I'm saying, tough turtle texture, that, that we are soft. Stuff, yeah, yeah you know, we yeah. are soft, and we want to be a, whim, a woman, but if we don't trust you, then you're going to get the armadillo. You're going to get the Katarina Sforza's. You're going to get the warrior female that we've known to be, but why do we have to be in battle with you? You and I are the same. Right. It shouldn't be that way, and that's why I don't like when I see... It's not, and that's why I don't like when I see no. black women beat up on other black women, unless there's a reason. So when you check out... Uh, queen shit. You'll 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 hear why I was upset, okay? Um, mm-hmm. And then when you check out Girl Code 101 and Girl Code 101 Part Two, you're gonna be on the floor dying laughing because you're gonna be like, "This is because I say what you can't say." People want to act like we have to be so politically correct, and I don't believe in that. I believe in saying, "This is how I feel about what you did," and if you want to keep a friendship right. with me, or if I want to keep a friendship with you, we're gonna fix it. And if we're not gonna fix it, then you have to go. So I hope that you're at a space right. in your life that you are letting things go that serve you no purpose. Are you? Yes, actually I am. That's good, the whole reason good, I even moved to That's Chicago. what I want to hear. I didn't see the That's need to I... stay in an environment where I've surpassed the pe- people that I was dealing with at that moment. So yeah. if I want to grow, not petty. I It's go not nothing else. personal. Yeah. It's just it I got to go. It wasn't. Now, how long have you been That's in Chicago? It. It's been two years now. Congratulations for that And thank you so much sister for calling But I'm going to you know what because I'm not that girl But I am this girl And I wanted to send a happy birthday um, Shout out I think Pharrell's birthday Just passed no I think it was just Pharrell's birthday No it was Q-Tip's birthday my bad It was Q-Tip's birthday um, Because Pharrell sent a shout out to Q-Tip But because I love Pharrell I'm going to play that girl I don't know if you heard his track But this is one of my favorite tracks with Charlie Wilson That girl and thank you so much for calling Tell the truth Tuesday tomorrow night I will be posting it Thank you darling You ever been in love before I want to holler at you Mike you know, it's hard for a player to admit that sometimes. But I'm going to spit that sometimes. You know what I'm saying? AP, give it to me one time, nephew. 
And the feelings got caught up. Spider web sex must have got caught up. But there's more to it. I remember once saying less shit on the PR. Let's go to Vegas and watch the mean Dion. Make them say what we on. You say no like you was doing it for eons. Fuck it, I just hum and let the watch give off the neons. When it rains, it pours. I laughed to myself when I changed the story. You said my sex was a lie, but my brain gave you more. There's something about how your ex was a toy. I guess he played games. There's only diamond dice here, not trying to justify. Shut your eye, you can touch the sky You in trouble, mom And you should pray about speed But it's just about you What they say about me But when I finally found the word Chicago and my Atlanta people and I will talk to you tomorrow.